to another episode of NY Jets Fans with hosts Chris Sharman and Davin. Um, as we have, this episode is probably going to last at least two hours um, because of the fact of the matter is that we have two parts. Um, the first part will be with ourselves, all, uh, you know, always. And then the second part will be with a special guest, as you'll, you'll hear him in the second hour. But we will have a commercial, a little commercial break, nothing, nothing too special um, after, after we're done. So um, as we get into another week, uh, we do have some sign-ins. Um, an extension was, was not, I don't think it was reached yet, but it's supposed to be reached with Xavier Howard, um, the ball hawk from cornerback from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, five years, $76.5 million, $45 million guaranteed. And the GM, Chris Gear, um, Greer, said, if you want, if you if y'all dolphin players want to get paid, y'all y'all gonna have to be a ball hawk. Y'all gonna have to play. Um, mm-hmm. it, do y'all agree with with the uh, GM? And is that is that a good a good contract for Xavier Howard? Uh, yeah, you can say Charmin. It's up to you. I mean, I, I mean, I I think he he last year the way he played, he definitely was top five in the league as a corner. Um. Uh, this this kid is uh his coverage is ridiculous. He's he's a really good corner. Um, definitely definitely I saw that coming that that they would sign him because that kind of talent you can't get, you know, off the street. So basically, you can't let a, a talented kid like that leave, especially when you have he's like twenty five years old. I think. Yeah, Correct. You don't, you don't let a twenty five year old special talent leave, you know. Um. You try, you try your best to keep him in house, and um, definitely knowing that, I think, even, I think it also goes with the fact that I think they know that their pass rush is gonna be suspect this year. I don't think they have, you know, the guys. I mean, I mean, the rookies, you know, are gonna have an impact. I think uh, uh, they got the um, the Clemson uh, defensive tackle, uh, nose tackle, in. Um, I think. I think he's gonna have an impact, but I don't think their pass rush is gonna be special. Uh, so, so getting that tight coverage as possible on the outside is gonna be something that they really need. So, so in that case, you know, you try to keep that. I mean, there's multiple reasons why you, they needed to pay him. I, I totally agree with the contract. Correct, and that makes him the highest paying, the highest paid corner in the NFL as as of right yeah, now. Norman, I think it was Josh Norman that had the. Fifteen a year before, uh, fifteen a year. Correct. Yeah. But with this contract, it makes him the highest, highest paying corner right now. And um, also, uh, he had eleven interceptions and in seventeen games, um, which they label him as a ball hawk, which is actually ex- excellent. Um, I think I think I agree with the GM. Um, if you wanna, if you want, if you want, if you want your contract extension and you wanna, and you wanna play play well and you wanna. And you do well, you'll you'll get what you you'll you'll get your earnings, and I think and I and I agree with that. Um, not you know Dolphins, uh, because they they are one of our rivals. Uh, you know I'm not big on you know I'm not big on the Dolphins, but I do agree with the GM is saying. He did miss four games though last year, right? I'm looking at his stats. It's it's saying that he's he only played twelve games. Yes, he did. 
But he had, okay. I think he had seven interceptions, and I think he still was a Pro yeah. Bowl. I think he, yeah. I think he was selected Pro Bowl still. So I think, yes. I think at, at the same time, to me, to me, you know, when you when you still put up numbers like that, and you know, doing doing interceptions and you you ball hawking, it, I, I don't think the four games really didn't matter. We knew the Dolphins wasn't going nowhere anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> so they're probably not going anywhere this year either. But, you know, yeah, a lot exactly. Of, a lot of holes. Definitely a lot of holes, but they did fill up a couple of holes too. So we'll 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 keep a watch out for them. Um, as we move along, uh, the shocking to me shocking news is that Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin got cut after felt physicals. What does that mean for both of them? Is they going to look for? Um, is they still going to play in the NFL, or y'all think it's a done deal? Uh, yeah, I uh, definitely, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I definitely want to um, take that. I, um, I was listening to somebody um, explain the issue with Cam Chancellor, where um, uh, uh, he has some kind of issue issue with his spine, where he, he, like I think it's not fusing properly or something like that. It's some kind of uh, the injury that caused something uh, a complication that's ridiculous is like something that probably would never he'll never he'll never be able to pass an so basically I, I think his career is done um I'll be very surprised if anybody even takes a chance on him mm. uh, and the news about and the news about Bolden was going around for a minute about the fact that he was suffering from multiple injuries I think I think we said that on our last podcast that uh I think Adam Schefter said something about he was mulling uh, retirement because of multiple injuries. Correct. So, um, so you know, when when teams when teams um, fail you on a, as a physical, they're telling you that you know you're not healthy enough to make their, their their squad. So, you know, something's wrong there. I think I think, but I think Baldwin is a closer uh, ch- has a closer chance of making a team than uh, Cam Chancellor does. Right, and the, the big thing is though for the team wise. You're losing two leaders on your team. Yeah. And that's going to leave yeah. some big holes. I mean, that's why you pay a guy like Russell Wilson that money because now he's he was always the leader, but he's going to have to take more of the leadership role, even more so, without Baldwin there on the offensive side. And defensive I, side, you know, you lose a lot of guys. You lose, you already lost, um, they've already lost a few guys on that team. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the whole, the whole, one. yeah, the whole Legion of Boom is practically gone, right? I think it's only. Yes, they are. Yeah, I think I think of the of that era, it's uh, KJ Wright and uh, what's his name, the middle linebacker. Uh, Bobby, uh, for some reason, Wagner? I can't. Yeah, Wagner. Oh, yeah, Bobby Wagner. Right? Yeah, it, it, these are the the only remaining guys there. I mean, I mean that. I mean, you we know. We both, we all know that uh, he Wagner is probably one of the um, top three middle linebackers in the league. Definitely, and probably. Thomas left too, right? Didn't he? Uh, did yeah, Thomas he left. Went to Baltimore. Well, well, yes. Right. Um, yeah. So Sherman left first, then Thomas left after right. uh, uh, Cam Chancellor, unfortunately, uh, um, with the injuries, and and now uh, and now. Um, um, I mean, it's it's sad to see a team like that that was so close to being a dynasty fall apart like that. I mean, um, I mean, it was sad for everybody 
when we saw that uh, interception in the Super Bowl, uh, chance for them to win two Super Bowls, uh, that was crazy, you know. And now to see them fall apart like that, that's pretty sad, man. You know, it's it's. I think it even shines a brighter light on the fact that they paid uh, Russell Wilson all that money. I think Davin made a great. I mean, made a great point about about the fact that uh, that that the money paid to Russell Wilson. I mean, Chris uh, made a really great point that the money paid to Russell Wilson is probably, you know, they're trying to say this is a new era. It's not about the Legion of Boom anymore. It's going to be about Russell Wilson, and he's going to be the de facto leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, and last but not least, um, I think it was a, I think it was the right move by uh, Seattle because we knew that they was going into a rebuild, and it showed last year. Uh, you know, maybe Russell Wilson and you know Wagner and the veteran guys is like, oh man, but you know they still they still a solid team at the end of the day, without you know without those guys. Um, you know, Mr. Baldwin, uh, Mr. Baldwin, when you have certain injuries, especially injuries, that's really scary. Um, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to come back from those injuries. So, um, I think they, I think they both should call it a career. Um, I hate to say that because those guys did play, play their ass off, <laughs> um, to get to where they are and, you know, not have nothing but respect for them too. But at the same time, you know, those guys need to, those guys going to have to call it a career. Right. Definitely. Um, so you and also and speaking of speaking of since we talking about Seattle, they did sign uh Answer. Uh yep. we, we know we know that's we we gonna talk about Answer plenty of podcasts that he's not the best option, but I think I think in my opinion, I think that's a that that you know, they they I think I feel like he could he can make he could kinda make a difference. It all depends. He's a veteran guy and he's only on the one year, so you know. Let's see. We'll see what happens with him, because yeah, I know no, he's coming gonna... back from injury too. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be ready though for this, uh, the start of the season, right? Did they? Did they don't... say he wasn't going to be ready for it? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I can't even remember if he if he was if he was going to be ready. I can't remember. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, with uh, with answer coming in, I think you pay all year like that they drafted. Um, that's that's probably going to be their ch- their chance at uh, rushing the passer. Um, um, I like I said, I think I think multiple Jets fans uh, said on um, on our page that why we didn't pick up uh, pick up uh, answer. And f- and my my deal was always that I I think he never really realized the kind of guy he was supposed to be. He never really, you know, I think he had the issue injury and. And a lot of subpar performances over the years. I think, uh, and even now, like uh, after all these years in the league, I um, I still don't see him as a guy that's a really impact, like an impact pass rusher anymore. So correct, you know. I mean, I mean, like like we said, when you have a team like Seattle that really needs a guy, that that's a really big need for them. They have the kid coming in, and you need a veteran. You know, pair the veteran with the kid might you know might give them a spark. You know, but. Uh, but I think that I think I, I mean I'm not against the pick. I I think I, I I'm not against them picking him up. I think it works for them. Correct. And that's what I was saying. I'm I'm not against it at all. Um, answer just need to be with a team that really needs that that really needs a veteran guy, and Seattle is the uh, perfect choice for for them. You know, for us we we got Jakai Polite, 
you know, um, a guy, a, a young, we got young guys on, on our, on, you know, on our D line and our D tackles and, you know, and our linebackers. So I don't think we need, you know, I don't think we, I don't think we need them. I think we perfectly fine for now, you know, still got a couple of holes to fill, but I think we fine for now. <laughs> yes. If, if, if polite, if polite is anywhere near what, what they're saying he could be, he's going to be great. Uh, not great, but he's going to be a real solid pickup. Especially in the, out of a third round pick, you know. Yes, correct, definitely. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, as we move along, uh, we got more news for y'all. Jaguars, Telvin Smith will not be playing in the 2019 season. We don't know if he's if he's on retirement, but I just read an article that he told he telling fans it's not that serious. It's just football. Um, what what does that mean for for him? Is he is he going to retire? And what does that mean also mean for the Jags? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if he's saying he's done, he's done, right? I mean, he's well, only what twenty. He said he's taking old. a year off. That's yeah. He basically oh, okay. said he was taking a year off. I don't I don't understand what that where that's coming from. I think it got something to do with the contract. I think, it, to my opinion, it got something to do with the contract because he was supposed to restructure his contract, and they never did it. Mm. And he was um, supposed to get paid eight million dollars this year, and he told them back in March that, yeah, you know, I'll I'll reconstruct my contract, and then they never did it, and then he and then it just shut down all the way. And no, I, but you know what? You can't do that though. If you have a contract, you should play. You know, I wouldn't quit. You know, I mean, I wouldn't retire or sit out a year. You know, I mean, you, you signed the contract. Nobody else, you know, that's why I, I think you signed a contract. I think this, I think this NFL players today have, they have the, um, they're, they're able to do things like that because they get paid ridiculous sums of money that their elders before them never were, were able to get. Correct. So they have the kind of a wriggle, wiggle room to do whatever, you know, financially. You know, I could take a year off, but but I, I always say, how are you going to take, like, football is not a sport. It's not like riding a bike. You know, you're going to come back. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Telvin, Telvin Smith is probably one of, the more, one of the more talented linebackers in the league. I mean, sideline to sideline, this kid, I, I don't think there's too many linebackers that could run with him. You know, coverage-wise, you know, and, 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 and the way they deployed him uh, on that defense is ridiculous. I think Correct. I think he is I think he's a ridiculously talented player. The fact that you would give a year up, you know, of football, because you know, I, I mean, he said that it's family based. Uh, he's that the reason why, you know, and he needs to get his mind right. He needs mm. to get his mind right and stuff like that. Which I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna question a guy's it's motives nonsense. for doing things. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I mean, that's my feeling also, Devin. I'm, I don't. I think it sounds. Like it's more like uh, some kind of, uh, you know, ploy on his part to kind of uh, strong arm the team into giving him more money or something like that to me. I mean, from afar, that's all it sounds to me. You know, I hate making, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, I, I hate making uh, a, a definite thing about it when I don't have all the facts. But it just sounds like when a young guy like that just ups up and 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 quit and and takes a break. Let's. Oh, I'm gonna take a year off off of something mm-hmm. where you don't even have that long as a linebacker. Linebackers don't play that long in this league, you know. Correct. It's very True. rare. Uh-huh. It's very rare for a quarterback to to um to to spend 
10 years playing the league and and for you to give up one year of it is kind of a kind of it it just smells funny to me yeah and um, like i said he was supposed to got at least 8 million uh before asking of his uh, con- uh reconstruction of, of his contract um for that year um i know i think i think the next two years was 11 and 12 million if i recall so i don't i don't know what type of game is he playing this is not Le'Veon bell where he's taking a year off and having the, yeah, he's uh, not the know. greatest linebacker out i mean he's good <laughs> he's very good but yes you know what now now okay he sits out the year Obviously, he doesn't get paid for this year, but does the contract that he signed, does, like if he wants to come back next year, does the, is that contract null now and, and void? Um, I, I don't think it. I don't think it's back? void because it's the next. It's, he still got two years left after this year. Um, well, it I depends still, on the. It depends. I'm sorry to cut you off, Devin, but it depends on the writing on the contract because, like I always say, you know, um, NFL teams always write in certain things into their contracts to protect the team. The team writing that contract, they always protect themselves somehow. If he takes a year off of the contract and he uh, and he comes back and is and and they give him back in to the NFL, um, um, I think I think uh, I think it's up to them if they want to continue, avoid it if they want to. It's it's up to them. I think they could, you know, depending on the right the 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 fine print in that contract, they could they could void it or they could um, take him back. You know, it's up to it's always up to the team. Yeah, so something like well, something, well, something like Calvin Johnson. Uh, you know, Calvin Johnson. I think you know he wanted to play for a different team. He didn't want to play in Detroit no more. And Detroit was like, no, if you come out of retirement, <laughs> we keeping you. <laughs> no, yep. you're Megatron, and I yeah, remember exactly. that too. Yep. Well, it looks like he signed a four year contract in 2014, um, and then 19. Uh, let me see. Oh wait, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, he has a contract for nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one. Correct. He's making good money. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I said. What's the and what's nine point seven? Nine point seven. This year, ten uh-huh. to twenty twenty, and then and it just 10. keeps going 2, up. We just said, yeah, yeah, it was so just about the same, about close amount of you know the close amount that I just said. I just didn't yeah, remember he, the numbers. He signed a four year in in twenty seventeen. Mhm. That's when he signed it. Wow. Yeah. So I, I don't know what uh, you know. So I don't know. If well, he said. Well, Talvin said it's not that serious. It's just football. So I don't think he cares right now. He, yeah, he felt he like he felt like, like he got the money. So yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that yeah. situation. Yes, we so will. After, so as we move <laughs> along, uh, let's let's get into some Jets. Um. The uh, Max signed the fourth, the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. We know uh, Wesco four year deal. Um, I don't know the contract situation with Blake Cashman or uh, Austin, but I know I know Wesco deal was only like four years for three million altogether. <laughs> so he's not getting paid not one million all four years. Well, fourth year is the option. I think four, four, fifth year is the option. Um, and they signed sixteen undrafted, undrafted uh, guys. Um, that still leaves Quentin Williams, Polite, and Chuma without a contract yet. Um, is that a is that a big issue or or that it's not? I don't think it's that big of an issue. It's still early, right? Right. And they, they also did something with the rookie camp too. They they didn't make them. Uh, they did. Uh, they yeah, did it was an orientation instead of a right. Yeah. It was more in in the um in the classroom basically going over the 
the playbooks and everything else. So yeah, yeah. And Gay said he does it because he don't want his rookies being being injured, which I yeah. could which I could understand. Yeah. I, I I think that's fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. All coaches have different ways of approaching these things. I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think. I think I like coaches that like to think outside the box, do things differently. Definitely. Um, um, I think, I think it's, there's, there's different ways to skin a cat. I, I don't think, uh, um, I don't think, uh, you need to like stay doing exactly what everybody else is doing. Um, right. um, there's, there's the, the, the UDFA signed as a good idea because you're taking a shot. You never know who's going to rise up, you know, rise to the top here. You Correct. Know? Um, and and it's and it's like you know it's things it's something that happens every year, man. The bottom half of the draft are always signed pretty sim easier. You know, it's, it's it's you know when you're when you're drafted in the fifth round or the sixth round, you're not really gonna demand that much money. Your value is correct know, is what it is. You know, yes, right. But oh, when yeah. when you everybody's contract is about the same, right? In there, yeah, uh, about, it's basically a base. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a, well, the the, the guys signed. The guys signed. I can't remember what it is because I know there is a wage scale. So yeah. I think Quinnen Williams and uh, and Polite. I mean Quinnen Williams by far is going to get paid the most money because of where he was. Uh, but I think, but there is a ceiling. Uh, uh, you can't get paid more than a certain amount of money because you're a rookie. But mm-hmm. but I think he's going to get a long. Uh, he's going to get a five year contract the same way. Um, they, the, I think the difference is they could guarantee it all. Uh, um, um, I think, uh, and polite is going to get more and, you know, and West Coast is going to get more than all the other guys that they signed. You know, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think there's a scale and I can't remember exactly what the scale is, but yeah, there, there is definitely a ceiling to what rookies could get paid. Well, I know, right. well, I know Kyler Murray just signed the four years for 35 million. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it could be somewhere around around there for Quentin Williams. Yeah, I think that's the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the ceiling. The ceiling is about that, about thirty five, forty mil. I think mm-hmm. I, I want to say, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not like the years ago where you know Ooh. first round picks were. You know, like, what's his name? Uh, the last one, <laughs> if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the last one to get the huge contract was uh, what's that quarterback? Oh, he's been what? hanging around, and we always make fun of him. Well, not uh, RG three. Oh no, 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 no. Bradford, right? Oh my god, that was the last year of the. Bradford, Bradford is like a is an oil magnet. This guy's NFL quarterback. Yeah. He's just making millions of dollars, and he really man, doesn't have to man. do too much for it. <laughs> right? He, no. he got paid at least. Right? He pay, He got paid at least seventy five to a hundred million just to doing shit. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, yeah, he, he he's been. Time. You you could either say it is it is like he's very opportunistic, or he's been like the luckiest guy ever. <laughs> well, I say I, I say it's luck it because he could retire right now and be happy. Oh, easily. He, easily. For the, he loves the game. He would never quit. <laughs> well, good luck with him signing the contract with a new team because I don't think it's going to be easy for him unless we see him in the XFL. No, that's I think I, I I think I mean jokes aside. I think Bradford. I think Bradford is not. I mean, there's been worse quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, I don't think he's trash per se. 
I don't think he's uh, anywhere near a starter, starting caliber quarterback. But for the money they paid him, I just don't think he ne- he was ever worth that. I, I mean, you know, value wise, you know how you value starting caliber quarterbacks. I just Correct. I just don't think he was ever worth that. But I never yeah. thought I never thought he was trash. Like you'd watch him and you'd be like, okay, this guy's done. Well, here you want to hear you want to hear something really. It, it, this will make you sick. His total earnings. <laughs> In nine seasons, okay, is $130 million. Don't surprise me. Don't surprise me. <laughs> Goodness. Sam, Sam Bradford, made Sam Bradford ripped, ripped oh, those teams off. He had, I think, one, one or two good seasons with the Rams, and that was it. Yeah. yeah, because he was promising at one point when he was with the Rams. Yeah. He looked like something for a minute. He had, like, yeah. one or two good years, and it was like, oh, maybe, maybe. And then he had that no injury. <laughs> remember, remember, then he started getting oh, injury prone. Once yes. he started getting injured prone, that was it for him. Yeah, his rookie year was really good. Yeah, yeah, he had that year, and and that's and the thing about yeah. yeah, that's the thing about being a quarterback. All you have to do is have like a run of games where you threw for a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns, even if it was five games in a row. And there would be a coach that would try to revive that magic. He'd be like, I could, I could do it. I could take, I, you know, I could catch that lightning in a bottle again. You know, and keep paying this dude, uh, you know, twenty million a year until he makes a hundred million. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> unbelievable. So he, I, I don't, he may and not I, go to the NFL because he's got the money. Bless <laughs> all blessings, all blessings on on Sam Bradford. I'm not yeah, hating no. on your money. Yeah, I'm about to say Listen, it's, about to it's all, it's all. Hey, it's all good, man. Yeah. It's just funny, you know. I'm I'm it's, not hating just... on the man. He he ripped the system. He ripped the system more than Tannehill, Brent Rifle, all of those, all of those oh, quarterbacks. That that man, Sam Bradford, is a genius. Yep. <laughs> hey, he a genius. Yeah. So um, as we move along, uh, I, Chris Chris brought brought the subject to us that we haven't really thought thought about. Um. It's it's uh Bilal Powell. Um, us fans, we we love we love him as a backup running back. Um, and and I and we just saw that he's he's cleared. He's cleared from neck injuries, and he could you know, and he could basically play if he if he wants to. He'll be ready for training camp. Um, should the Jets bring him in as a third down as a third running back, or should or should should we just leave it alone because we got Ty Montgomery? I think, um, well, I think Montgomery's a good backup. I mean, yes. he's your backup behind Bell. Your third back right now is Maguire. So, I mm. mean, I mean, I'd rather have Powell than Maguire because I think, to me, Maguire hasn't shown enough. Uh, at least not yet. Agreed. Uh, he hasn't shown enough yet. Yeah. Uh, yes. But how how healthy is Powell going to be? That's the other thing. You know, before we yeah, he is healthy, but how healthy? You know, is he going to is he going to hold up the whole season? Mm. Um, but I, I mean, I, I would definitely bring it back as a third, uh, your third running back. Um, we, we've seen what he could do. So I, I think I would love to have him back. I love, I, I, I love me some, I, I love that guy, man. I mean, uh, uh, the most unassuming guy and you would never know, you know, if you were in the Jets fan, you would never know how talented he was, uh, how much of, how much he's given us that was so like, we, you know, I. It's always funny to me how he always came in, and you, you know, he he looked like I said he's so unassuming. You never that he 
like give you 120 some yards and you're like what 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 the hell what happened yeah. you know he 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 was he's a very talented guy and i think i think we've gone down that well too many times i think uh, uh all you know uh thank thank him and his family for his you know for his time as a jet and i think i think i think it should be over man i i love the guy but i think it should be over i think I, he's never He's never gonna become be back to what he you know what he used to. Be. It's time for us to get some kind of young guys in here. Uh, uh, I mean, he is thirty, kind of so like yeah. yeah, and that's usually the age where they start to go down the running back. So and he was never he was never a guy that wasn't injured. He no matter no matter if that's one of the reasons why he was a me he was a, a backup running back was because he was injury prone. You know, he was a guy that would give you a great, like three, four games that he looked so great, and then game. You know, mm. and, and the fact his reliability was always an issue. I think that's one of the reasons why he ended up a backup. Right. Yeah. Um. I think my thing with with Powell is is that I think he played better than Forte. Uh, Forte was <laughs> wasted. <laughs> Um, oh, I, that, I, if you yeah, want to really be year, honest, yes, that one year, yes, I yes, totally agree I, with you. Yes, um, and you know, we, we that Forte was a waste, was a wasted trade. Um, Powell, Powell brought those games, especially like the Jaguars when when we thought he was he was down, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't touched, and he ran that all the way back, and he and he gave something. I think he gave something for the fans to cheer about, even when we was on losing seasons. He was that third down running back that'll get you those yards. Um, yeah. But I agree with you, Charmin. I think I think his, his time is up. Um, I don't see Maguire really playing for for us. Um, we're gonna see a yeah, lot of there's an injury, right? We're gonna we're gonna see a lot of uh, Bell, and we're gonna see a little bit of Ty Montgomery. We're not gonna yep. see we're not gonna see Maguire. We'll probably see him in the preseason if he's available. But if he's not available, oh yeah, no, he'll get a lot of he'll get a lot of reps in the, correct. In the preseason because they don't want to use Bell. And they're probably not going to use Montgomery that much either. So, correct. I think, yeah, I think, I think the way things are going to work, like I think Wesco is probably going to play H back. So there's going to be times where he's going to be in the backfield. Um, so, so that's your third. That's your kind of H back. So you have that guy. Um, then you have. Then I, I think there's space if Maguire steps it up for him. Uh, um, definitely. Um, there's times in games where you need another hand. Uh, uh, another f- uh, fresh pair of legs, uh, but or maybe short yardage, right? But but definitely, but we will see what he becomes. I mean, that was only his first year in the NFL. Uh, um, for a second day, he kind of flashed about his game that's very raw. I think his vision is very raw. He can't. I think he's he kind of uh, um, he's uh, he he kind of misses uh, where he's supposed to turn with the ball. I think. Uh, um, he, he he has a lot of growing up to do as a running back. So I think, yeah. Um, um, I think I think if he shows that he's more, would be some a guy we could keep because you know he's he's talented enough. You know, just just you know, again as as I as I always say, there's there's more than athletic being athletic being a to to being a, a football player. You know, so yeah. um, he needs to he needs to learn that technical side of the of of being a running back and that's part of his game that need that's kind of uh the part that needs to grow up more i think if he does that then he could join the stable definitely yeah and um you know like i like him you know we we wish you the best uh pal 
Um, you know, you you gave us some, you gave us fans something to cheer about. I think I think you was one of those guys that we, you know, most fans would cheer about, and that's to be a third down running back, backup running back. Uh, we usually don't get. I think the last one we had was uh. Uh, who was Thomas Joe's uh, backup running back? Oh my God, I forgot his name, but he was but he was good in the playoffs. I know y'all remember his oh, name. Oh, uh, yeah, short guy, uh, bowling the ball. Sean Green, Green, oh, right, Green, Green. Yes. Sean Green. Yes, that's the guy. Sean, yes. Sean Green. So, yeah. so yeah, um, you, you know, you you just like we we like the Sean Green. Thomas Joe and Sean Green was 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 excellent. You know. Um, and we and we wish you the best, Powell. Uh, we wish you very, very good recovery. If you do still play in the NFL, we hope you find success with your new team. Um, as we move along, uh, we we of course, you know, Chris is concerned about our wide receivers. Uh, we still need more. So <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Chris. Uh, I'm gonna let Chris uh, say some free agent names, and and we could talk about them and. It's for a couple of holes that we need. So, uh, Chris, if you go right ahead, you can could, you could say a couple of names. Well, the big name that's still out there is Crabtree. Yeah, um, decent. Yeah. yeah, he's decent. You know, there's no – trust me, there's nobody that's going to really come out and – Run you over. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, big, so bingo. Crabtree's one, Pierre Garçon. Yeah. You know, he's probably finished, Yeah, too. he finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we seen enough of Jermaine Curse last year. Yeah, I think like we that. saw enough of that. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Terrence Williams, Mike Wallace. He's he gets hurt yes. a lot. Yes, he uh, do. Darius Edward Bay. Mm. You know he's had flashes here and there. Michael Floyd was another big name. Yeah, so there's not. Then he lost there. it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I think I think we'll, I think we'll definitely see, or I'm hoping to see, a name get cut somewhere during camp from another team that we kind of steal. Him. I don't know who, but I'm hoping something shakes loose. Someone shakes loose. Because uh, we definitely need some kind of depth at, at wide receiver. I, I really am not happy at all with our depth at wide receiver. I, I think think people are, but I'm not. I think, I, think, I think that you're right to be worried. I think uh, you do need um, – um, um, you know, if you count in if – we, if we could go over the, our wide receivers on the roster right now – um, we have Anderson. Uh, we have uh, um, Nunwa. Nunwa. We have um, um, uh, Crowder. Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder, mm-hmm. of course. And Burnett. and that, and right, we have Burnett. Burnett. And then that would make our four. And then uh, and then we would talk. Our tight ends would have uh, uh, Wesco and um, Herden. And Herden. I, I love the tight ends. I love the yeah. Tight ends. Yeah, of course. I'm about yeah. to say this is the first time we had decent tight ends in about yeah, so, a decade right. or two. <laughs> two of them, no less. Not yes. one, but two. Exactly. <laughs> first uh, but, time in history. Yeah, but but for me, it all depends on what um, what Gase's system is going to be like. I think I, Chris's worry is not only is not only because of uh, if we need an X or a Z wide receiver, which um, at first I thought. I thought of you know because every a lot of people don't really uh, think Anderson is really an outside wide receiver, which he is. Guys, people need to give up on that. He is that. Yeah. You know. Um. Um. I think I think Chris is really worried about the potential for injury, and 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 listen, I totally agree with that. I think yeah, I think I Quincy, agree. Right. I, I, I think especially with Quincy. Quincy. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, he yes. hasn't he hasn't proven that he can play a full season, right, Chris? 
Um, um, I think once. I think he had played, one year. He played one year, right? I, I believe so. I could be wrong. But... I, I don't. I don't think he yeah, had, don't, had yeah, played the whole so. same full season. I don't think so. Chris. In, all, in all reality, yeah, you know? I really, I and really don't no remember disrespect. that. <laughs> no, no, that's no, no. Disrespect it's... to a non-wild, but we that, just that's, point... that's what killed me about. Sorry, Sharman. That's what killed me about Matt contract with 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 the non-wild. I think he should only got a one year contract instead of a three to four year contract. Is because what if he gets injured again? And he had that same injury two or three years in a row with his neck. And that is a major injury. But it wasn't it wasn't um a lot of money though, right? Uh, it was like twenty, twenty eight to like thirty one million. Yeah, but it was a lengthy contract though. It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't a bunch wasn't. of money yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, um I I see like, the reason. I think the reason why again, I think this is this is this goes to show uh um what they were trying to do with the um with Gase coming in and his offensive coaches. I think a lot of the signings on on offense and defense were to uh um be part of the the of plans that the coach new coaches had. I think one of the reasons why they wanted him and Nunua back is because he fits so well in what Gase wants to do. Gase loves running those 11 personnel to tight ends and need an outside wide receiver that could do the out the dirty work, you know, do the bubble screens and, and stuff like that. And you have that one wide receiver that could take the top off of any defense, which is Anderson. So right. when you look when you look at when you look at plausibly it, it under, I understand why they would want to keep him. Uh, um, um, it's definitely a risk. Uh, like Chris, Chris, you right to be worried. Um, but I think, I think they will do something. I think definitely that's something they they probably have in their back in the back of their minds. Um, um, I think you will see an addition to um, to uh, to the roster definitely on wide receiver. Uh, he signed. It was four years for thirty-six million dollars, and he was. He did play mm. all sixteen games in twenty sixteen. Oh, he did. wow, sixteen. Yeah. That was that was when uh, Todd Bowles' first season. Yeah, he had, uh, that, right. that. And he had the pretty good year. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Right. Twenty fourteen, yeah. he played one game. Yeah. Twenty fifteen, he played twelve. Sixteen, he played sixteen. Twenty seventeen, he was out all year. Right. And then Neck last injury. year, he played. He only played. Uh, eleven, right. So eleven, eleven is not bad, I guess. Nice. Um, it's not bad, but <laughs> not for you, our number you, one receiver. No, just you want him. In all reality, yeah, right. In all reality, I don't even think he's our number one receiver. I, I'm just thinking these guys is number twos, <laughs> you know. And um, oh no, but he's that, our number one. But he's yeah, he's I I know, but he's really me, a number two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, and you know what disappoint what disappoint me because you said one of the names Chris was was Jermaine Curse. Like I don't know what happened. Yeah, um, he gave up last year for he, sure. I think he gave up and and he he did horrible. Like Terrell Pryor, he should have got released. But <laughs> due to the fact that he was getting paid seven mil, we couldn't do nothing with him. But we was able to release him for for nothing for no for no cap charge nothing. So um. I think I think that was good, but yeah, Jermaine Curse very disappointed me because I really I really liked him. He was he was decent. Yeah, I, I thought he was gonna be good. Yeah, and really I think different. yeah, I think I think you I think I think a lot of what the offense was doing at the time, um, um, a lot of the uh, kind of a wishy washy uh, kind of uh, attitude the, the offensive coach had, where he would run a system 
he was running a system that worked, and I think he changed it. I think I think uh, uh, Curse kind of disagreed with his the direction he was going in. Uh, uh, kind of robbed him of a lot of catches. Yeah. Um, um, I think I think that kind of uh, I think they had kind of butted heads over that. I think that's one of the reasons why his his mood changed, and he and and you could see his the way he carried himself yeah. on the field changed. But for a senior player in the NFL, with all these kids watching you, man, you gotta carry yourself better. Even if you're having an issue with the coach, you still gotta put tape out there if you want to continue playing in the league. So, um, um, no. you know, uh, you know, right. walking around pouting, pouting because you're not getting your way. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, you gotta yeah, do, but, better. do better. Do you better, know, man. But you know, at the end of the day, you know that Mr. Bates and they were saying Mr. Bates was an asshole. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, and, and the number I tried to talk to him about a couple of you know, tried to help you know, work work something out. And him. Mr. Bates was like, No, <laughs> you know, or, or he'll ignore, ignore him. He did it with Curse, too, and and they probably both didn't care. Um, I, my, you have to, my, not, not to cut you off though, but you have to, ahead. um, there, there's something with especially, um, not not especially, but coaches of 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 very stubborn individuals, man, they. They normally sit down and come up with plans on their own, you know, basically, you know, not on their own, but they, they, they have to believe in the scheme that they have. And, and most of the, most of the time, the scheme that they have, they believe in it so hard. And a lot of them, they don't allow for any kind of flexibility to it. So when a player comes up to you and tells you, you know, I don't want to run crossing routes anymore because I don't think it works. You know that like more like sounds more like an insult to you. You like, you know, I work, mm. I work night in and night out on this scheme, and I know what it's capable of. You don't tell me what to do; I tell you what to do. You <laughs> right, know, right. and and the, and and for me, and for me, to me, the flexibility in teams. I think uh, the teams that make it about the players, the coaches that make their scheme about the players and their best attributes are the ones that are the best. I think uh, Andy Reid in the in 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 in. in in, in the for the Chiefs is probably the one of my favorite guys when it comes to that. Uh, um, his scheme kind of works for the guys he has, you know, and and their attributes, the best attributes they have. And he has he's a of he allows for flexibility for players to come to him and say, hey, listen, you know, um, sir, um, um, coach, I see this on that, I see that defense on this play when they play cover and cover two. I think we could play, run a post here, and then he will listen, you know. Not all coaches, you know, do that. So I think Curse and uh, um, um, Bates had an issue when it comes to that. I think Bates was not really flexible on changing his scheme. <laughs> Correct. Um, you know, and also last, last but not least, it's really not those wide receivers. Uh, if it's out, like Crabtree, that's the only one I probably would take out of all of them. But other than that, I, I, I wouldn't give none of those guys chances. Um, they, they had their flashes. Um, but that was like years ago. This is not last year or nothing. Um, I, I don't, I don't see none of those guys unless if it's Crabtree. I mean, Crabtree deserves a chance. I think he's. I think he can still do decent with with his numbers. Not not like a a vintage Crabtree, but like an okay, good good enough for us, you know. Um, yeah. Other than that, the thing about I don't, yeah, I don't the, see nothing. I don't see none of them. I I, I think yeah, the, the team is expecting Burnett to, you know, to to maybe step up a little bit. Step up a little bit more. Peak? You, you think you think they're expecting peak more out of peak this year or no? 
Uh, I think he's a special. He's a uh, Sharon Pate. I think think he's more of a special teams guy. He really played well on special teams last year. He actually did a really good job on special teams. I think even um, I think he's uh, the special teams coach actually called his name a calls his called his names uh, his name a few times. Uh, kind of calling him, you know, telling you know how great he he had been. Uh, um, I think even I saw a breakdown of a few plays. Uh, some a uh, couple of those touchdowns that uh, our new enemy uh, uh, has uh, up in Buffalo <laughs> had last year for us. Mm-hmm. I would, um, mm. He um, Sharon Peak was part was part of the blocking scheme that kind of uh, sprung him for those touchdowns. So I don't know if he's gonna be a wide receiver anytime soon. I uh, think I think yeah. I think Mr. Burnett will be will, will have to step up his game. Um, he did had a couple of flashes. Yes. Um, not too much. But he had, but he showed he showed some kind of development, and um, I think I think with Gay's system, it, it might help him out. Um, he did play with Darnell in college, um, USC, um, and I think I think I think it'll help out. Um, I think I think he'll I think he'll expect him to step up a little more, not too much. Devin, wasn't it the was it the Green Bay game that he had that almost ninety yards receiving or something like that? Was it the Green Bay game somewhere? Some yeah, one of those yeah, games yeah, at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had almost ninety yards. Yeah, right. And he also had a couple of catches against Chicago. Remember, he threw a a fourth down, and he ended up catching it somehow. Yes, yes. I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, Burnett, you're not too bad, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But you know, I spoke too early at that time. We we wasn't winning that game, but you know, but it's it's. I think I think with Burnett, he's young and. You know he could he got a he got a chance to show his growth and they'll and we'll be able to see his preseason. You know, like we said last podcast, if y'all heard us, um, expect basically um, watch watch out for the second stringers, watch out for the third stringers. We we don't know what we're gonna get, but we'll definitely see what those guys got. Yep. Exactly. Um, Chris, uh, any uh, the cornerbacks? You got any names for us in the cornerbacks? Uh, corners. Other than Clay, uh, other than Claiborne, Lord right? Jesus. Claiborne, yeah. I think that's the guy we're gonna probably end up, probably gonna be going after since we know him. You know, he knows the team, even though it's a different system, obviously. But I think just knowing, knowing him, uh, I also seen a couple other names. I mean, they're older guys, veterans. Correct. Might be able to come in and, and help us out. Sam Shields, uh, Brent Grimes, Leon Hall. You know, you're talking guys yeah. in their 30s. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, in a like pinch. I, I mean, in a yeah. pinch, if we really need them. Yeah, I understand that. But I don't see us starting the season with one of those guys on board. Um, Probably uh, not. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting either. I, 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 I killed uh, Claiborne last year for the way he played. I think the way the scheme, the, the scheme that Bowles ran, the way they were bailing for some reason every time the ball was snapped, basically there were all there was never any kind of a uh, um, it was um they I mean I I don't know man I <laughs> it, it was very it was difficult it was difficult to watch the way the corners played last year especially um with with the way the scheme the um the scheme fed you know with balls blitzing I don't understand how you you were already lined up five yards away from the from the wide receiver and you're bailing after that. You know, if mm, there exactly. if there's gonna if there's gonna be a blitz and the ball's gonna come out hot, wouldn't would wouldn't you want to be closer to the wide receiver? I I I don't understand oh, that. You know what? 
you could bring him in on a one year deal. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so I, so I wouldn't be the same deal. Yeah, yeah, one year, five mil, because that's what he got the last two years was like a one year, five mil. Nothing yeah. too special. I well, wouldn't mind, but I don't yeah. think I think if you if you put him up against any of those corners that are available, I think he's the better uh, of the better better than them. You know, if if if, if 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 he if the the system they're gonna be running on the Williams is different, you know, on his job. You know, is is what he has to do is different. You know, I think I think he has a chance. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be an all star now. You know, but it's better than what we have. I I don't I don't right. believe on. You know, um, I don't I don't believe we have anybody in, in house that could play on a better level than he is. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a tough thing. Uh, and Sue got... is still out there, right? Yeah, 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 Mr. Sue was still out there, but <laughs> and Damagan you know, and Damagan Sue's not signed. This is ridiculous, right? Wow. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. He's got to be asking for a lot of money. That's the only thing I, I can think of. And but. I don't think, and I don't think that he's on top of his game to want that kind of money right now. I no agree. disrespect to him, no, you know. And he and he had the last few games he did play good. Um, the last few games he did play good, but at the same time, you know, Sue got to realize this is not the Dolphins, this is not the Lions, and this is not the Rams. You know, you're mm-hmm. at your age where now that you got to take what you can get. Right. Um, and the Jets definitely not going to sign you. Uh, we got our guys. We good. Um, I think the Rams I think the Rams signed an interior defensive tackle, but I can't remember who it was. I got to go back and look because it, it, it just occurred to me that I, I think that they did draft an interior defensive tackle. Matter of fact, they did because I, because I, you, because I don't know if y'all ever paid attention. Um, I think it was one of those uh posts where they did the rookies, they did the rookies, and Quentin Williams' name wasn't in there. Right. Yes, I saw Chicago that. Polite was in there. Yes. But Quentin Williams wasn't in there, yeah, which everybody, I... which they all trying to take a shot at our guy, which is which is the best player in the draft. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, I, 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 listen, like I've said it before, um, we, we said for the draft, watch the tape on this kid. Uh, uh, um, um, he is, uh, he is a difference maker. He's a different breed. Like I say, I keep saying over and over again, even when he speaks, I think, uh, um, you could see he's a different guy, but, but nobody wants to, nobody wants to, um, you know, give him his props. You know, because basically what you what remember, you know, what what everybody was saying before, they're like, well, you're comparing him to, you know, um, Aaron Donald and nobody is nobody's Aaron Donald. The, no. He's a kid. He's a he's a 21, <laughs> right. he's, he's a 21 year old, you know, and, and he, he he will never he'll, he's not that. Is Correct. he going to be that? Nobody knows. The thing right. about it is that um, um, people uh, more people. Um, people devalue interior defensive tackles, but um, but I think his his former coach from Alabama said it best. With his skill set and his size, he's the best type of defensive tackle for this kind of NFL. I think I think that's I think his coach sum, summed it up perfectly. So so you know snubbing him with with, with a all a, pre, a premature all rookie uh, roster. Yeah, right. I, I think. I, the one thing I hate when they do is they start comparing these guys to, you know, another player. No. I, I don't think that's right because he's going to be his own – he's going to be his own player. You know, he's going to be his own man. Yeah. 
whatever Don Williams Calipo. ends up to be, you know, mm-hmm. is he going to be Donald? No, probably not. Maybe he's better. I don't, you know, possibly. But Correct. he's going to fit in somewhere, and that's who he's going to be. I right. hate the comparisons, you know, because it puts too much pressure on these kids. Right, I love Quentin Williams' positivity though. He don't. Oh, he seemed like kid. the guy that that don't that don't do do nothing, no trouble, no nothing. And yeah. it's, and it's kind of weird for us because we always get the trouble, like one trouble guy at least. <laughs> right. And we don't. And we and with him, it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm He's glad to meet Le'Veon like... Bell. Yeah, <laughs> I, but you know, it's it's good to have. It's good. It's good to have him. Um, you know, I think I think I think Jet fans, we we really happy. To have a guy like Quentin Williams, uh, we need that. Um, and the great, and the, and also a good thing is that he he had been working out with Leonard Williams, um. So so basically they 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 already have some kind of you know some kind of like I guess chemistry a little bit, not too yeah. much. Yeah. Just, but you know that's a that's a good thing. They both already been working out with each other. Apparently, um, so, apparently there's also a, a another connection. I don't think if I did you guys catch the. The fact that Polite and Williams went to the same high school, I think Williams was a few years ahead, uh, was years ahead of him, of course. But, but did your guys catch that? I I was surprised no, I, by that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wow, yeah. that's that's crazy. Okay, yeah, apparently that's why, that's why uh, Quentin Williams said, "Oh, Polite, my guy." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, not Quentin Williams. I mean, Leonard Williams, apparently. Oh, Leonard. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so That's I so I think I think he reached out to him too when he came in to like you know, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean. Listen, I I kind of like the way the coaches are going about, you know, kind of meshing the kind of the, the players, trying to make them kind of have a kind of an outside connection to each other. That way, they kind of gravitate to each other quicker. Uh, I love that. I I think I think that could play really good into you know, for us. Correct. Correct. Uh, so as we get uh, before we go into our commercial break, um, one one last well, it's a two part question, um, and we really didn't talk about this, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it with y'all right now. Um, Adam Gaze has spoken to the media, and he said him and Matt did get into it, but it's good for the environment, and the media is getting out. The media took it out of proportion, um, and also. Adam Gay said about the 21 girls, you know, everybody made mistakes at 21 years old. Is Adam Gaze, is, is, do y'all agree with Adam Gaze? Oh, I, I definitely do. I, I think it's good that they disagree. I mean, are two guys going to think of us, the three of us? We don't agree <laughs> on everything a lot of times. Correct. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. And that's, yeah. just, that's just the way it is. I'm sure every GM coach combo is going to disagree about something. You know, so I don't mind them disagreeing as long as they come to an agreement eventually, you know, they could disagree and then say, all right, let's let's draft this guy or let's sign this guy or let's trade for this guy. Or let's cut this guy. There's going to be disagreements, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys watch it. I'm sure everybody has watched um, Hard Knocks on HBO. You see that yeah. they're not always agreeing with everything. They bring everybody in and they get everybody's opinion. And then the GM usually has to make the final decision. But this, they're not going to agree with everything he says, you know? Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm this. I'm going to say this again for our Jets fans. Um, I, I don't, listen, there is a, there is this kind of, there's this stuff that always goes around the NFL about the Jets being the worst team. 
uh, um, everything that happens in the jet that happens to the Jets, no matter how minor it is, it's it's everybody throws it like makes a big deal about it. Like it's like the Jets are about to explode because somebody coughed or sneezed or something. Listen to me. It's a regular thing for two human beings to disagree. It's fine. There's no big issue. You know, leave it alone. We're not falling apart because the GM and the coach had a disagreement, a minor disagreement. You know, I um if 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 this stuff continues, then fine. Then we'll talk about it then. But there's no there to me there's nothing here. There's nothing to see here. Uh, and you, you know the media is going to blow everything out of proportion too. You know they, they're going to. It's it's early in the NFL season, so you know they're yep. going to try to come up with a story. So there's nothing going I mean, on. Let's make something. Yeah, I mean let's 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 tell the truth also that uh, the GM is definitely on the hot seat this year. I mean this team has to right. improve. Well, you know, that's now true. Now Gase is his guy. He brought Gase in. Remember, Bowles was hired before. Um, before Max, so now, Correct. so now this is his guy. So now he's got to perform. So, you know, there is a lot of pressure on these guys, no doubt, and there should be. You know, Correct. there should be no free rides. But we know, as fans and everybody else, or most of the fans know, that we're not going to fill all our holes in one year. So don't expect the Super Bowl this year, but expect an improvement over last year, and yeah. hopefully, you know, eight, nine wins, and hopefully we're in it at the end of the year and with a possibility to make the. the the playoffs that that would be a, a good positive you know yeah. we'll go from there and then next yeah. year make the next step you know then you know, not like I like what Adam Gaze is bringing. You know, they he's yeah. trying to bring a different type of culture to this team um, that we didn't see. You know, like I rather for I rather for just like I said um, way back before uh, before Gaze was the coach. Uh, before like when Gaze was the coach and they brought Greg Williams and um, I rather for two football minded people to get into it than for an, a, a person that's confused. And one person that knows, you know, to get into it because it don't make no damn sense, you know. Like, 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 we never heard nothing about Mac or and Bowles getting into it. Like, 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 I guess they never saw each other eye to eye. Who knows, you know? And um, and, and I like what Adam Gates is bringing. Um, I I know I know you know I was one of the people, one of the guys that was skeptical of bringing them in, but you know, after research and everything, I, I'm I'm kind I'm 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 liking it. I'm liking it, and you know that's the way how it how it should be. But but you know, just like you said, Chris, eight or nine wins is fine. Seven, they got Vegas got a seven wins with a twenty one percent chance of playoffs. Um, I think I think goddamn Mark Sanchez done lost his damn mind <laughs> talking about we going thirteen yeah, and three. You know crazy. I had to say you know I yeah, had yeah, to say no, his name. Right. You know how I feel about Sanchez, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you live, Mister Sanchez. But thirteen to three, you don't lost your goddamn mind. You don't lost your mind. If we do go thirteen to three, all right, I'll come on this podcast and apologize to you. But other than that, you don't lost your goddamn mind. We still, we still, we still got holes to per- to fill. He's he's right. he's he's one. He's you know, listen, man. This he he's been always been a very uh, uh media darling. He he knows how to play the media. I think. I think he. I think that was just a, a show on his part to get you know to get clicks or to get likes or whatever the hell that you get. You know, people keep mentioning your name over and over again. You know, so I, I no, think that's what Jesus. it is. I I listen again. Like I said, I think we think we as Jets fans, our eyes are open. We we like the talent we added, but we're very aware 
like you just said, Davin, that there's uh there's holes that needs to be, you know. It needs to be filled, exactly. Yep. So as as the first hour is over, um we're gonna come right back. Well, before I say before I before I say it, we'll be right back. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast and make sure y'all y'all give us a group follow on our group and while Just Fans. Um as we come right back with y'all, we we do have a special guest and y'all do not want to miss it. This is gonna be very special. So Just Fans, get ready. And that's about it. So we'll be right back. See. See. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, welcome to our second part of our podcast with our special guest, Mr. Joe Blewett. Uh, I will let Mr. Joe Blewett introduce himself. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I do, you know, a podcast. It is Turn on the Jets Film Room, uh, where you can find me on the uh, the podcast app. It's literally just TOJ space film space room. I'm on turnonthejets.com all the time with Scott Mason doing uh, film reviews and posting them up there. And then on the uh, on YouTube you can just find me the same place. It's TOJ Film Room. And I'm also starting something brand new. I haven't even, you know, necessarily started it yet, but I actually just started the film for a podcast slash YouTube channel where I'm going to be from other teams as well. Uh, the Jets are still going to be 90% of my focus, but you're going to be able to see me break down film on YouTube doing guys like Aaron Donald and Odell Beckham, et cetera, et cetera. So that's going to be pretty fun to so mm. follow that as well. It's pretty nice. simple. Uh, it's just Joe. It's literally just Joe apostrophe s uh, film room. So Joe's film room. And like I said, uh, Jets are certainly my main focus. But like I said, uh, you know, what's the way? To, what's the better way to get followers? Am I going to get more people following me doing Brandon Shell or Aaron Donald? You know, so <laughs> exactly. it was a little bit of a business decision. <laughs> there you go. So, but that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, this this man over here is the reason why I, my knowledge in football grew exponentially in the last couple of years. I um, I. I follow toj religiously uh um that's one of the reasons why i i love football film and 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 uh my first question is uh actually what what i what why how would you summarize the um uh this offseason for the jets i mean with the adam gaze and williams coming in and and also the um additions uh by signing and trading and 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 the rookies Okay, so basically, you just want me to take over for 50 minutes of the podcast? No. A brief summary. So, there's been hours and hours and hours of no. this. But, yeah, so the, the Adam Gase hire, when you're initially, you know, hearing about, you know, coaches and who you want, um, I was all about, uh, you know, all aboard the, the Todd Munkin train. Uh, a little bit of Matt Rule, but this is kind of just hearing guys' names and, okay, well, this guy has good reviews about him, but as we know with, with plenty of guys, just like Greg Dorch said the other day, talking about, like, reviews and some people, um, you know, I, I trusted their opinion, then I go and they're like, oh, well, you know, he's a he's a burner and he plays really hard, and then Charmin, I'm sure, you know, I, I saw you, re- you, you, you retweet, like, every single one of my tweets, so I know you saw it, but <laughs> yes, the guy needs no effort, so there's – um. <laughs> But yeah, no. So, so I I didn't like the Adam Gates hire at first because you know I didn't think he was necessarily a great coach. But once once I dived into the film or dove into the film, um, I figured out really how versatile he is, how many different offensive systems. And as you guys know, 
uh, I do a, the podcast and the, and the YouTube show where we break down film literally on YouTube. You can see us, so I'm not just making up stuff. Oh, well, this is what I saw, and not show you an example. And I do that with a you know former defensive back in the NFL, Marcus Coleman, who had three interceptions in the Monday Night Miracle game. So um, you know he he definitely knows what he's talking about. And we were watching some of his concepts on, on Adam Gase, and we were literally sitting there like, dude, like because you know, okay, can can they guard it with the cover three? You know, cover three buzz, cover three replacement, cover one cut, like whatever, like the stuff we talk about. And we're sitting there like, dude, I, I don't even know how we defend some of these plays. Like that's how that's how, um, you know, complex and versatile his offense is. So mm. I don't like Adam Gase in terms of off the field. And you've already heard some rumors about, you know, rift in the, lo- in, in, the in the front office. Is it true? Is it not true? I really don't know why I'd like to not hear it or heard it at all um, for sure. But on, in terms of X's and O's and what he can do. Um, I think he had a lot of success with Tannehill and it was unfortunately that he, or it was unfortunate that he was, you know, tasked with trying to win games with guys like Brock Osweiler, Jay Cutler, uh, Matt Moore, you know, et cetera in Miami. So his record suffered a little bit, but I thought when he had Tannehill, they, they played pretty well. And even with Tannehill, Tannehill's a below average quarterback at the very I best. Agree. So, yeah. So, so now you, you transition from Tannehill to, to Donald who listen, yeah. Okay. He had some ups and downs and, you know, I'll give you guys a little sneak peek. There's going to be over a hundred play Sam Donald review out in a couple of weeks um, that I've been working nice. on. And <laughs> and listen, he had his struggles, but at the same time, he's a 21 year old kid, and if he plays like he did at the last four weeks of the season for the rest of his career, if that's the top, you're getting you're getting a near top ten quarterback. I still think he's going to develop a lot. So um, him working with with what he has now at Donald. And then you kind of you, – and we go to the defensive coordinator real quick. Uh, Greg Williams is the most pro- proven defensive coach that the Jets have had in a while, or really since, I guess, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was really proven, um, you know, as well. But the problem with Rex Ryan uh, was the fact that he went – you know, he, he coached defense. And he was great in Baltimore. Then he focused his, his attention too much on the offense as well because regardless of what he said, okay, yeah, I'm only going to focus on the defense. You have to focus on many more things. Even if you're not focused on the offense, you have to focus on player acquisitions and – the front office and what they're doing and be in the meeting rooms more. So you're focused a little bit more off the defense. The defense struggled on top of the defense, not having as much talent. But I think getting a guy like Greg Williams, who's really uh, – he's been coaching football for over 30 years at this point. So I think he's a top-notch defensive coordinator. He's maybe not the best um, in the league. I, you know, there's guys like Wade Phillips who I'd rather have over him, but I still do think he's in the top half of the league, so that's exciting. And you're looking at the defense, what they're working with, and you kind of – now we kind of transition it over into free agency. And you look at the defense – and you're keeping some guys around Leonard Williams, who I think went from being a little bit overhyped, but now people kind of got, you know, they, they saw that he was overhyped a little bit, and now people are acting like he's just some other jag on the field, which is not true at all. He's still a very, very solid player. You have him along with Steve McClendon, and I, I firmly say I was on the Steve McClendon board or train before anybody else uh, probably about three years ago, and I just consistently put up highlights of him because I think he's a really good player. Uh, along with Henry Anderson, now you drafted Quinny Williams, who Charmin, I know you know, and I know you, the, you know, the uh, other two guys in here, yeah. uh, Chris. Yes. Yeah, I, I know you guys follow me on, on the Twitter, and you've seen how outspoken I've been about uh, Quinny Williams. Now you add him to that defensive line, and then behind those guys, you have C.J. Mosley. You have Avery Williamson, who's a solid linebacker. You had a Ja'Kai Polite, who, in you know, if if he didn't screw up the combine, um, would have been a top twenty pick, maybe maybe top mm. twenty five at, at the lowest. So you add that to the to the defense. That's exciting, and it's not like a, a guy in Ja'Kai Polite. I know we're probably going to get into some of these guys in more depth, but Ja'Kai Polite didn't pull a Tyree kill. You know, he he screwed up a couple of interviews at 21 years old. He didn't know how to handle the pressure. They were probably asking him some questions he had never been asked before. Uh, quite frankly, he didn't know how to handle it. And his the, the agent, whoever his agent is, didn't help him at all. And I'm not just trying to give him a scapegoat, but how does he go into the, the, in, into the combine that 
um, unprepared. You're looking at uh, potential, and this is another thing where do you believe what their camp is saying, that he had a hamstring injury with the 40? Listen, I know he ran a 4.84, 4.82, whatever it was. He did not run a 4.82 on film. So if he can get back down, you know, I know he played at around 235. If he can, put, if he can push another 5 to 10 pounds on that, on that frame and play at 240, 245 yes. and play as well as he did on film, um, then the front seven is, is pretty set. Now you have some concerns in the secondary that really didn't address anything. But going into the offense, um, you know, I was, above, I was aboard the Le'Veon Bell train as well. And looking at what they did um, on offense, adding Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, you can argue, okay, is he the number one running back in the league, number two, number three, regardless, he's an elite playmaker that the Jets did not have. Um, you know, prior to the off to, to, uh, to the offseason, the best player going to free agency, the Jets landed him. Uh, they kind of, you know, they, they assisted their offensive line a little bit. I would have liked a little bit more, and hopefully they add another veteran. But adding Cletcho Semele, who, when healthy, is a, still a top-level type guard in the NFL. Uh, you have Chris Herman going into second year. You have Sam Darnold going into second year. You added Trayvon Wesco, who is probably the best blocking tight end coming out of the draft this year. And he's going to play a lot of H-back, uh, H-back play a lot of fullback. He'll play a lot of Y. Maybe you can you can flex him out to um, you know to a Y split out, and then you're going to see him on some uh, you know screens and things like that. So they added a couple of weapons on offense uh, with those guys, and you can't forget the you know the fact that they re- re-signed Anunwa, and then they also got Crowder, who you know a lot of people like. Okay, a lot of people might have wanted you know Golden Tate or. <laughs> Adam Humphreys, and then as soon as the Jets signed Jameis Crowder, like, oh yeah, the top slot option in the league, like you know. So, do I think Jets fans overhype a little bit of their guy? But and and was he one of the best slot options in free agency? Yeah. Now, can you argue, you know, Golden Tate, him or Humphreys? Sure, but he was still one of the best options available at wide receiver, um, and a, and a solid slot receiver at, at the very worst. So you add you add him to Nunwa, Robbie Anderson gives you a lot of flexibility on the offense. So. Um, I think they, they did really well in offseason. In the offseason, the two positions that they're, that they're missing um, that I want to see them, you know, address is obviously, you know, corner. I'm not comfortable with corner right now. I'm not comfortable with backup, the backup safeties, and I'm not comfortable with the offensive line. So, you know, hopefully they add a, a couple of guys in the um, upcoming weeks. But that's a very, very brief summary, I guess, of uh, <laughs> what I think about the offseason. So I give, them, I, I give them a B plus or an A. I, I'm definitely pretty happy with it. Uh, um, so, sorry, Sharman. So, um uh, so my question to you is, with the cornerback issues, uh, in your opinion, should Mac bring Claiborne back? And if so, what what could Claiborne do in Williams' system that is different from Todd Bowles' system? Yeah, well, the thing about Todd Bowles' system that just drove me crazy, it drove Marcus crazy too, is you'd see them, and it was just really simple stuff. Like it, it was rudimentary. And do I do I know that Todd Bowles, you know, knows? Or has forgotten more than I know. Yes, he's a, he's an NFL coach. Even though I know I I I know a little. You know I know a decent amount. I, I would believe. Um, Tobbles is you know light years ahead of me. But there's certain times where me and Marcus be watching our film and it'd be it'd be third and three. So like I said, this is simple stuff. This is not. We're not getting into different cover threes, cover twos, cover one, split coverage. We're not doing any of that stuff. We're talking third and three. The Jets blitz the house, and they're playing their corners ten yards mm. off. How does that make sense in any yeah. world where the where the by the by a blitz? You, about that yes, exactly. You're trying to get there fast, and you're playing your corners off. You're giving them an easy out, and and that just happened way too consistently. Um, and with with Greg Williams' defense, there's there's a defense, and you guys should definitely go watch the show if you if you didn't. Um, or if you yep. haven't before with the Greg Williams show, we did. Yes, and we're sir. talking about some trap defenses that he that he does. 
Um, I think Claiborne's a, a smarter type player, and I think that uh, Tremaine Johnson's a smart player with a high IQ. And you're asking them to run, you know, palms and, and trap defenses and brackets and cones mm-hmm. of things that take a little bit, little bit more thinking to do than just okay, you know, press this guy until until he passes ten yards, pass him off to the, you know, pass him off to the cover two safety, whatever maybe like really simple stuff. I think it makes them think a little bit more than than uh, Todd Bowles' defense does. And with guys who are less athletic, you know, they still have some athletic upside. They're still elite athletes in the NFL, but I'm talking about NFL standards. Him and Tremaine Johnson. Um, are not the most athletic guys. They're not burners. But when you ask them to think a little bit more um, mm. and use some use some technique, I think that's going to to assist their games. And do I want him back? Yes. Uh, listen, I don't. I, I I know that Claiborne is at at the worst a let's say below average uh, you know second sh- uh, string cornerback, yes. <laughs> which is more than we could say for Dal Roberts. You know, people people think like let's say even Buster Screen was a good example. I know he went to the Bears. He got overpaid for sure, but. Oh, let's just let Perry Nickerson, you know, come in. There's a big difference between a bad slot corner or a, a bad starting slot corner and then a sixth, sixth on the depth chart slot corner. There's there's a complete difference. Um, I'm going to take that bad starter any time of the day. I'm not going to say he's a bad starter. I think at the top of his game. Um, I remember last year after last year, oh, he's one of the top five press corners in the league. That's a little bit absurd, but I, I still do think he could be a decent number two, and that's a lot more than I can say for Roberts. So I would I would love to have him back. You're only looking at you know, at the maximum $4 million, $5 million a, a year, you know, that I think he would sign for. The Jets have about $27 million, and I, I think that's a huge position of need right now because, um, one, for depth, you know, listen, if, if, if Darrell Roberts comes in and beats him out, then you have Claiborne for, as, your, as your fourth. Because right now, who is your fourth? You look at the depth, too, which, in, in my opinion, it would be Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson still, and then you have Brian Poole in the slot, and then Roberts at four. But if you don't sign Claiborne, who is our four right mm. now? You know, you, you, who? Wow. You have, you have, you have Derek. You have De- <laughs> yeah, but, okay. And, and people, and, and the funny thing was, okay, so this is the Derek Jones thing. I hear a lot of other podcasts and people on Twitter talk, Derek Jones, Derek Jones, Derek Jones. So because we saw three good plays in camp, just like Chad Hansen, that means we're going to now, you know, now Derek Jones can come into a starting role. Like, that's ridiculous. We haven't seen anything of this guy. So, um you know, the, the depth is something that you're concerned about, too. Who, who is the four right now? If one of those guys gets injured, who, who is there? So uh, I, think, I think bringing back Claiborne is, is, you know, a must. And it doesn't have to be Claiborne. No, not necessarily. There are some other guys out there who aren't top-notch guys. But um, I would still like to at least see competition for that number two spot and a, number, a good number four guy. Because, as, as you know, the defensive, back, uh, defensive backs play a lot um, in the NFL. It's not just, you know, you don't just line up in base personnel. You line up two defensive backs all game. So Correct. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, my my question, I think a lot after after drafting, um, even before drafting uh, uh, Quinn and Williams, I think a lot of Jets fans had a question about the fact that we were drafting a, another defensive tackle. <laughs> you know, uh, um, saying saying over and over mm-hmm. again, we have so many defensive tackles. Or what are we going to do with them? Um, in your opinion, um, um, how is Mr. Williams, Greg Williams, going to use uh, Quinn and Williams with? Uh, with uh, Williams and Anderson and and Shepard and everybody else. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I I get that argument. The Jets drafted a defensive tackle and an outside linebacker in 2011 and in 2012, almost you know a decade ago. That means they shouldn't dra- draft the best defensive player in the draft. Yeah, not, it totally makes sense. I get it. Um, but no, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it it is like think think about it. Um, you know, okay, well, let's say, and this is completely just, this is never going to happen. Oh, Aaron Donald's available in free agency. I know Aaron Donald and Quinn Williams are not on the same plane, but well, no, we can't sign him. We've, we've drafted and put enough resources in the defensive tackle. Like it just, it just makes no sense to me. But, um, the good thing about 
you know, a lot of these guys and say what you want about, you know, if you look at Ed Oliver versus um, Quentin Williams, Quentin Williams is not the elite athlete that um, Ed Oliver is. But if you just look at some of their numbers and some of their splits, like even their 40 yard dash, like I think Ed Oliver ran like a, what is it, like a four, a four, seven, one or something like that. I'm not big on the combine yeah, numbers. Cause something um, like it, a four, it's, seven, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's the underwear Olympics, you know? Okay. So, <laughs> so he played at, he, he ran at like a little bit, uh, he said, I think it was, like I said, the 280 or whatever. Quinnon Williams ran a, a 4.84, I believe it yeah. was. Yes, at, it was. Yes, at, at 300 at, plus pounds. Exactly. Yes. So how much of the <laughs> – obviously, there is a little bit of a difference. You have a little bit more bend. You have a little bit more flexibility. You have more burst with Ed Oliver. But Quinton Williams is a, is a superb athlete as well. And he's, he's much stronger than Ed Oliver, in my opinion, at the point of attack. Um, minus the explosion, and he still is able to play all up and down the defensive line. Now, there's some Jets fans saying, okay, well, you know, he could play zero to five tech and even a little bit wider than five tech, which I, I don't think he's really going to get anywhere past a, a four eye, in my opinion. Uh, I don't want him at, at five. I want him closer to the quarterback, but he can play all up and down the defensive line for the most part. And the thing about Greg Williams' defense is it's not so simple where you can just say, Okay, well, you know, okay, Q is the is the three technique or the or the one tech or the zero tech, the, the the nose, and then you have Leonard at three, and then you have you know Anderson at five, and whoever else at five. You know, they they could play four three three four. They're going to play a ton of different looks this year. It doesn't really matter, um, but I still do think they're going to slowly transition into more of a four three. But the good thing about all these guys is um, they're super athletic, and Greg Williams with his defense, he loves a lot of exchanges, a lot of uh, you know blitzes a lot of uh, TT stunts, TE stunts, coffee house stunts. He runs a d- bunch of different things. And a, and a coffee house stunt, just for people who are not familiar, uh, it's just basically a fake stunt. So you have one guy penetrate, like he's a penetrator, and then the, and then the looper goes to loop around, but then they just bo- they, they split back both into the into the gaps that they're going into. So let's say you have like a, I don't know, you have a, you have a defensive tackle and a defensive end, a defensive end like fakes like he's in a crash inside, and the, the uh, defensive tackle looks like he's going to go loop around, but then, you know, the offensive linemen react that like they're about to pick up a stunt and then they just both continue on different paths. Like they, they don't actually, they don't actually uh, use a stunt. So it's actually mm-hmm. something else that uh, Greg Williams has in his, and I can show, I, I can show people that I'm, I'm hoping I can get that. Uh, if I see that one time this year, the Jets didn't do it last year, but he does a bunch of different things and he has athletic guys. And the really good thing about Henry Anderson, and you know, I don't necessarily think he's, he's an inside guy in a, in a four, three, I think he could be an outside guy a little bit more, but the really good thing about Anderson is he's really, he's a really good long legger and a long legger is basically, okay, you're lined up in the, in the B gap of the three technique. A long leg is just one long lateral step. And that's, you're, you're, you're trying to pull the guard, the center of the tackle, you know, across their face into the other offensive line. You're going to grab them. Um, and then you're going to allow the, the looper to get around more cleanly. So he has a really good ability and athleticism to long leg. And that's something that's really important in Greg Williams' defense. So I think he's going to be the, the penetrator um, a lot in these in these stunts. And then you have guys in Quentin Williams who uh, – Quentin Williams and Leonard Williams uh, who are going to be the, the looper a lot in this defense. And if you're going to leave them either with a half man because they're, they're recovering from Henry Anderson long legging – um, you know, you, so you have a half man, which if you're trying to block Leonard Williams or Quentin Williams with a ha- half man, have fun with that. Or even if they do recover, you're blocking one-on-one with those guys. There's, there's just, you, you have no shots. So there's going to be so much movement on the defensive line um, this year that you, you can't really pigeonhole anybody into certain spots because guys, are, Greg Williams had guys at, you know, linebacker at 250 playing, playing one to three techniques sometimes last year. So Ooh. he moves his defense around so much. I would almost be lying to you to say, okay, well, he's going to be here. He's going to be here to sound right because he's going to do things that none of us expect. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow that's crazy. 
stuff. So you yeah, got any um, questions, Chris? So, so you gonna so you gonna keep going, Sean? So yeah. Another one? Yeah. Um, yeah one more. Chris. Um. Uh. Chris. Chris had the. Chris was one that brought this up about. Uh. About what do you think about the uh, wide receiver? Um. The wide the wide receivers in in house and would need to add another one. Yeah, yeah, I I mentioned it a couple days ago, um, and I know the the Patriots took one of the Jets targets that I want, or one of my targets, been in Dontrell Inman, um, formerly of the Bears, and then right. you know, formerly of the Colts. I wanted him because, listen, just like last year, the the Bears game, I forget exactly who was on the field, but it was like Jermaine Curse, you know, Deontay Burnett and Andre Roberts for for Sam Donald's top targets. So just have a, a little bit of money to play around with. So I, I would like them to add, you know, another guy because. Listen, Nunez had some injury problems. Uh, Robbie Anderson really hasn't, but you have to consider his his light frame. He's going to get injured eventually, just playing the wall of av- averages and how his body, his body frame and what he's made up of. And you have Jamison Crowder, who um, had one year of injuries, and people I remember hearing injuries, injuries, injuries with him, and then he played like forty out of forty eight potential games in his career. I was like, okay, that's a little bit overblown. So he's not as as injury prone, but. He has had them, and you're looking at number four receiver right now. Again, kind of with corner, who who do you have who's proven? I know names sound nice, and yeah, Deontay Burnett made some nice catches. Is he, is he proven? No. Uh, no, not at all. Is the is the return is the is the guy on the Bears? I'm blanking on his name right now, but the the, the special teams guy they got from the Bears. Yeah, um, I forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, proven. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it is, it is, what it is. I, yeah, Bellamy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because like things like that, like people like. I'll get like a random question. I'll be like at work and I'll be like, oh, well, what do you think about Montez Sweat and all the strengths and weaknesses? I'm like, dude, listen, I've done like 7,000 <laughs> reviews. I forget some stuff. So, uh, yeah, Deontay Burnett. So, so you, so you have, you have Burnett, you have Bellamy, and then who else do you really have? You know, okay, the kid, the Greg Dorsch from, from Wake Forest. Like, is this our number four receiver? So, if one of those guys goes down, especially God, with, uh, like, exactly, exactly. So, a guy, a guy in, you know, uh, uh, Adam Gates, who loves to use eleven personnel, that's he's heavy, heavy, heavy eleven personnel, which is you know three receivers, um, one tight end, one running back. But I don't, I don't know if I have to be specific with that. But uh, yes. so do you? So if one of those guys goes down, who who is that number three? You know, so sign another wide receiver, whether it be a, a lower tier guy, even sign Jermaine Curse back. I know a lot, a lot of people uh, have problems with his year last year, and there were some clear times on film, especially watching Don closely the last couple of weeks, where like he getting ready. Up. <laughs> exactly. He gave up. Um, he wasn't running his routes. There's times where Sam Dolan would miss him and he would, he would throw his hands up and kind of pout walking back to the sideline. Do I love that stuff? No, but I think with the rejuvenated energy the Jets have this year going to this year, it's undoubtedly there. And I'm not a Jets homer. Um, <laughs> having him as our four, if you really had to, to say, okay, are you more comfortable with Jermaine Curse or Deontay Burnett? Now, do I want Jermaine Curse as your number one choice? No, but if they could sign him back, I'm fine with that. But I think a real target would be uh, Michael Crabtree. Uh, depending on what he what he would sign for, um, listen, he gives the Jets a red zone option that they don't really have, mm, and, and right plus now. a really a really solid receiver. You know who his his ability to go up and, and and box out guys and make contested catches is better than anybody on the Jets right now. Rob Anderson's a really good deep uh, deep ball guy. Anunwa is kind of a jack of all trades, but really great at nothing minus yards after catch and power. Um, and they have Crowder, who's you know a slot guy and who has a little bit more versatility in terms of going deep than I, I previously believed that uh, before watching his film. But Michael Crabtree would be the best uh, red zone guy that they have. Mm-hmm. So you add a really, really good 
um, red zone guy plus a really good depth guy. Even not even a depth guy. You can there's gonna be certain plays where you know okay if we're running a, a shorter type concept mesh or cab or spin or what, whatever the concept is, it's a little bit uh, shorter. Uh, you could take Robbie Anderson out of the game right there and 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 run Crabtree on that. Like you don't you don't have to play Robbie Anderson and uh, Crowder and Numan every single you know rep because you want to give them a little bit of rest. And I'd rather take a guy you know, at a hundred percent than a guy who's playing all game at 75%. So that also helps in that way. So I think Crabtree is a real target, but you know, w- looking at their top three guys, if they don't sign anybody, um, I-, I think you'd be foolish to not be excited. They offer an extreme amount of versatility, uh, Robbie Anderson. And, and you know, I'll, I'll just tell you guys, I really don't even care. I, so what's happening when I'm like, I remember, I don't know if, if you guys saw this on Twitter, but I was like, Oh, you know, I'm working on something special for the off season. Mm-hmm. So really, really all I'm doing right right now is I'm I'm working on reviews of like twelve Jets. So hmm. you're gonna get reviews of Sam Darnold, uh, Chris Herndon, uh, Brandon Shell, Brian Winters, uh, Robbie Anderson, Quincy Nunwa, Leonard Williams, Henry Anderson, Avery Williamson, Tremaine uh, Johnson. So I'm just doing a reviews of all these guys. <laughs> uh, nice. Also, uh, Marcus May. I think I'm gonna be able to get done. Yes. But, so I'll be looking yeah, forward yeah, to that. So, but. Yeah, yeah, but so Robbie Anderson, he he's actually been a little bit better route runner now, and he's developing more. It's not just okay, well he can run deep. He's actually developing some moves, some hesitations, some some pressure stems, some jerk stems that I'll, that I'll show uh, when I'm when I'm doing this review. But you know, would you rather take him in a jump uh, ball situation over the middle? You know, let's say if he's running a dig route of a, of a crease concept or you know whatever the concept that Gase is going to run because he does run some crazy type concepts. Uh, would you rather have a guy like Robbie Anderson going over the middle? Or a guy like Michael Crabtree, you know. So, uh, but just looking at those three guys, like I said, and getting back to it, I'm rambling a little bit. But you know, you have Anunwa who could do pretty much everything. He has to work on his route running uh, for sure, but he's still a very solid receiver in many different areas. You have Crowder, who is a really shifty guy, uh, really, really technical route runner, and offers some yards after catching and a kick return or punt return. And Dave Rob Anderson, who is a little bit more than a deep threat. But just looking at the deep threat aspect of his game, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna press him or if you're if you're gonna play off and you open your hips later, he gets you the hesitation, you don't have a safety over top, goodbye. He he's hmm. one of the best deep threats in the NFL right now. I don't wow. think a lot of people can contest that. If you if you look at his film, you look at what he does, there was two games right in a row where he's where I just I literally just watched the Jaguars game. I just watched the um, Vikings game against Xavier Rhodes, and I'm pretty sure if you pull a lot of people that Galen Ramsey and, and Xavier Rhodes right now are top five, at least top ten corners in the NFL, he burned them both multiple times. Wow! So um, this 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 offense is dynamic, and now you add that with Herndon, who um, you know going into a second year, he looks like he's going to be a very solid tight end for the Jets. He's not too much of a pass blocker, but he can get it done. And you add that to Ty Montgomery, another guy who you could split out anywhere on your offense. He's going to be able to do it. Um, is he a great running back? No, but he's still a solid one. I'll still take him over Elijah McGuire between the tackles, and he offers a ton of versatility as a pass catcher. And then you have Le'Veon Bell, who could do literally every, you know, anything. So this offense is going to be um, very, very versatile and very effective as long as they can block for Donald. But I think they'll, they'll negate that a little bit uh, with, with a lot of passes, spreading people out. Um, and also at times, listen, you know, <laughs> you don't have to run to one, you know, to, to a full side. If you can pull a clutch of assembly, you have assembly there. And then you have Trayvon Wesco, you know, down blocking and they're running a sweep and Trayvon Wesco can block the defensive end down, um, towards the, towards the center. And you have clutch of assembly running, running in front of you, you know, on the edge, you know, good luck. Oh, yeah. so they're going to be able to do, able to do some stuff, you know, now am I saying they're going to be the best offense in the NFL? No, I'm not because of that offensive line. You know, they don't have that Julio Jones and that number one, you know, X receiver. So 
Um, I'm not saying they're going to be the best offense ever, but I think looking at this team and what they have now as compared to years past where we're running out, Isaiah Crowell and Jermaine Curse and Deontay Burnett with a bad offensive line, with you know, not with uh, Clutchy Assembly, uh, I think it'd be foolish to not be, you know, at least a tad bit excited. This is the be- this is the Jets' best team that they have in just terms of the roster since about 2010. I think that's pretty. I think it's a pretty easy statement to make. So yes. this year's gonna be exciting. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I'm kind of uh, uh, connected to your um, to what you were just talking about. What do you think of the center position and, and the way they handle it? Because it sounds like that uh, about Harrison, like Harrison is going to be the starter in his recent uh, end of, um, interview. So uh, what do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I remember we, we talked about this literally that was it yesterday. Yes. They're never, no, no coach is ever going to come out and say, okay, well, what do you think about Harrison? Oh, he, he sucks. I, re- I really wish we signed Mitch Morris, you know? So they're always <laughs> going to be positive about about the guys they have now, maybe they have a they, they have instilled a little bit more confidence than than j- just a generic t- like answer like okay they have to answer say they like him, um you know he's been injured a little bit he was he was solid uh, as a backup and a spot starter I believe with with Indianapolis but I don't think he's proven enough to come in and be the starter uh, he he was okay in the last couple of games if that I'm I'm, I'm going to get to that part eventually where I'm going I'll I'll be looking at Jonathan Harrison as well when I do the film review because <laughs> if he is a starting center I want to know a little bit more about him but I remember watching the film of all those games and I broke down every single game um, you know on YouTube yep. I remember plenty of times of Jonathan Harrison getting beaten now Jonathan Harrison you know okay well now he's going to play in in a more of a mid zone outside zone wide zone scheme with Frank Pollock guess what idiots the Jets did that last year too so. <laughs> He didn't fit in that e- in, a, in that way either. People are acting like the Jets ran gap and, and power last year a ton. They didn't. They run they run you know strictly or not strictly zone, but a lot of zones. So um, I don't love the fact that he's our he's our center right now. Now listen, if you think Mitch Morse went for too much, they don't want to offer him. I get it. Uh, Matt Paradis, that was everybody's you know a big target. A lot of people. It was like Le'Veon Bell number one and and Paradis number two. Yes. Um, there was there was clearly some injury problems because he was the best center on tape you know, going into free agency. He signed for a couple million less than Mitch Morse did, who has injury concerns as well. Exactly. Um, going into you know coming from the Chiefs, so there's obviously some big injury concerns that people were not. Um, really, you know, I guess known or it wasn't known about before he signed. And there's also some things. Okay, listen, the Jets have Paul uh, Pollock. They're going to run a lot of you know mid zone, outside zone, wide zone, which is they're all they're all really you know all the aiming points are outside the tackle. Just about how wide that point is for mid zone, outside zone, wide zone. But um, you know, if he can't fit that scheme, I'm not going to lie and say, oh yeah, I watched a ton of Denver games and know he can fit an outside zone. If he has injury problems and you know he can't fit an outside zone type scheme, then why are you going to offer him more money than, than he's really willing to or that, that, he's, that he deserves to fit in this off, offense? So um, maybe they wouldn't want to sign those guys, but I think the guy that they have to be looking at right now is, is Steven Wisniewski. Uh, people don't love that name, but kind of the same thing with the number two corner position. Do you want to just give it to Harrison or do you want him to work for it or potentially even lose it? And then you have Wisniewski as a backup. Um, if Witchers gets injured, if Coletrio suddenly gets injured, which has happened before, you know, so I think yep. signing a guy like him would be would be a smart move. He's been to a Super Bowl, he's won a Super Bowl. Adding that to your offensive line um, is is priceless, and especially the center position, a guy who's calling out the fronts, calling out the Mike linebacker, calling shifts in fronts out to Sam Darnold. Um, you have to imagine a guy who started as much as he did and, and as experienced as he as he is um, would have more knowledge of that and be able to help Darnold you know, before the, before the snap, you know, before they even snap the ball. So I, I think that's a sign I'd like to see. So I don't love how they address the center position. It's, it's a very important piece um, of the offensive line. And it's, it's probably my, my main concern right now, along with number two corner. Joe, is it, 
Are there going to be any names or any, I should say, any, any decent players that are going to drop during camps that are going to get cut that we could pick up either at the receiver um, spot or the cornerback spot or even a center? It's, if I if I if I could tell you that I'd be I would be I could see the future. Uh, I, I can't, you know. It's I I can't tell you. Okay, well, yeah. You know what? I've I've insider information because some Joe Schmo. No, of course not. no, you know, you know, Joe, some Joe Schmo on Twitter said the Packers might cut whoever you know center that is. I forget the center's name that everybody's talking about right now. But a lot of people are just said, okay, well, they're just gonna kick the other guy over to guard. Why would you just get rid of a good center for no reason? You know. So could there be? Yeah, for sure. Is it might there be a guy? Uh, I don't think the Packers guy is going to be available because they do have, you know, some holes on their offensive line. They're going to be able to kick that guy over. Like I said, I forget his name. Let's just call him, you know, Joe Smith. Um, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> um, I know. But, yeah, now might there be a guy who they want to look at who's cut? Let's say, you know, even like uh, like last year how, you know, and uh, trust me, I do not want this guy back, but like Wesley Johnson, how he was cut and then the Dolphins, the Lions picked him up or whatever yes. it was, you yeah. know, there's going, and he, and, he, and he started, so might there be a guy, um, you know, th- yeah, there, there might be, but I, I, I couldn't tell you, and it's not what I wanted to depend on, I'd rather just, I'd rather no, sign was new, you know, I, I, and I know no, none of us, none of us do, like, okay, yeah, I'm really stoked about this guy who's got cut from the team, clearly he's really good, and they just didn't <laughs> see it, you know, like, so, um, well, hey, isn't that how we got uh, Myers last year, the kicker? <laughs> Yeah, but l- listen. <laughs> yes, yeah, but listen. Myers, kicking, but Myers kicked like seventy seventy eight percent, and then he kicked well, really one year. So if you had the mm. bet, is Myers going to kick above ninety percent, or is he going to go back to the you know the law of averages and maybe hit eighty one, eighty two percent instead of ninety? You know, so right, right. Um, I, I can almost guarantee that Myers is not going to have that good of a year unless he just you know suddenly out of you know after the last eighteen years of kicking a ball, he just discovered how to kick a ball correctly. <laughs> I, I think he got lucky a little bit, but. Um, you know, yes, yeah, so there might be a guy, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, I, I'd rather just sign Wisniewski or one of these other guys, let him compete with Harrison. I don't think Harrison has earned that, that job yet. Right. Definitely. Uh, go ahead, Devin. No, no, you go right here, Solomon. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, so, so to, um, you, you said a lot, a little bit about uh, Deutsch uh, from, uh, I think it was the uh, Wake Forest. Um, um, the UDFA. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what about mm-hmm. uh, um, our, our late signing? I think it was uh, uh, Cashman, the linebacker. What was your view mm-hmm. on him? I knew you you did a little breakdown. Can you give us a small uh, a small summary on him? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so and and Greg Dortch, man, I, I, you hear so much about these guys and oh, Greg Dortch. You know, Pro Football Focus had him rated at ninety one point four. He's gonna come on and and be the, the best Jets receiver. Like you have to really like uh, statistics. Especially when it's like, okay, you have to really look at stats. I'm, as you know, I don't know. You said you listen to TOJ Sharma. Yes, I, I do. Guys do. Yes, I do. You have, you, have guys, mm-hmm. you have guys who are like, you know, and Nani, and I love Nani. I think Nani is one of the best guys out there. I literally have, I, I'm not even just saying this for TOJ. I don't know how he finds the stats that he does. <laughs> but you have to look at, for, for, for a stat, you have to look at what it, for what it actually is and really break it down because it'll be like, Okay, in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, eight minutes and thirty seconds left, with thirty-seven degrees out and sixteen miles per hour wind, Robbie Anderson has caught more touchdowns than anybody in the NFL. Like you have to, like they're really precise. So you have to kind of see, you know, exactly what they are. And Greg Dorch came out. And he's oh, you know, he's such a good receiver. I can, I can kind of um, give some room to a guy who has to grow or has made some dumb mistakes and they have to grow into the NFL. Uh, but from Greg Dorch's film, just so just because so you mentioned him. Um, seeing what he did at, at Wake Forest, he has some tools, but something I, I do not excuse is, is, is laziness and just the lack of effort at times. And mm. I saw that a lot on, 
on uh, mm. on Greg Dortch's film, and I was not happy at all with it. I have plenty of plays I could you know, I could pull up and I can tag you guys in. And you could see just a complete lack of effort, and it's really frustrating to see that. So I don't think he's in a, you know he might make the team as a special teams kick returner, mm. whatever. But you think a guy who's playing at Wake Forest, a smaller school, and you know those NFL guys are watching, he'd want to you know impress in college against smaller you know, uh, competition, not, you know, Wake Forest played some teams, but it's, you know, he's not playing at Bama. Um, <laughs> but still just getting a complete lack of effort just was not something I, I like to see at all. But uh, Blake Cashman's the complete opposite way. You've heard all about him. Okay. Walk on, you know, player to, to captain. I think he says a lot about his mentality, a uh, really tough player, a uh, really big special teams upside as we, as we've talked about just because of how hard he plays. He, you know, he stays square coming to tackles. Uh, he's not the biggest guy. He is, uh, you know, and, and kind of the like, not the biggest guy. I think people kind of say that still because you're so used to linebackers, you know, and the, um, the 85 Bears who are two, you know, 260, 265, all these big guys. Yep. Um, the NFL is changing a lot. We've seen plenty of guys be, um, you know, smaller linebackers. I know Luke Keekley is like 240. That's so crazy. the difference of three pounds between Cashman yeah. and Luke Keekley. Okay, well, you know, he's a smaller linebacker. So, yeah, a little bit. He's a smaller linebacker, but. Um, so is he, is he going to necessarily, you know, truck an offensive lineman? No, but he still fights really hard and gives a lot of effort to get by blocks and that gets him by blocks, you know, uh, plenty of times. I think he play a little bit of zone. He's not the best in zone. I think he get moved a little bit by quarterback's eyes and he gets a little bit antsy sometimes. Uh, play action, misdirection really, really screws him up in his game. But, you know, he's an athletic guy. He slips under blocks with some, with some good hand placement. Um, I heard average athlete somewhere before. Um, after he was drafted by the Jets, I think he does have decent or to solid top end speed. Like I said, he's not Keekly, he's not Mosley, but it's it's plenty capable. Takes good angles, good balance, good acceleration. Knows how to defeat uh, a different, you know, multitude of different blocks. Now, looking at the weaknesses, like I said, he's not the strongest guy. Three uh, totals, uh, you know, sh- uh, shoulder surgeries, which is something you have to uh, be concerned about. He has shorter arms. Uh, the tackling form. This is something I know that probably all of us saw. Uh, after the Jets draft, I'm like, oh, Blake Cashman, you know, uh, didn't miss one tackle in his entire 2018 season. Yeah. I watched his first game, and there was two missed tackles. <laughs> so um, it's just that's, mm. that's why I'm not a I'm not a stats guy. I'm just not. And and there's the, the problem with him in tackling is he gets square and he breaks down properly, but he breaks down a little bit too far away from guys. He dives at their ankles, um, which in the NFL, if you dive at guys' ankles or their legs, they're gonna be able to truck you over. Um, he needs to drive through his tackles. Listen, he gets there, but if you're not going to drive through your tackles, you're trying to take guys down in the NFL or 225 pounds, 230 at running back, like a guy like Le'Veon Bell, he's going to run right to that tackle, you know, all day. So mm. um, some test- technical aspect, he's pretty good. Um, now, it's from, from more simple plays, you know, let, let's say if he's if he's a lineup at Mike or, or Will, he sees zone steps from the offensive lineman, might he follow those zone steps and shoot a backside gap and make a tackle? Yes, but if you're throwing fake jet sweeps, fake orbit motions – uh, play actions at him. He he definitely he'll he'll, he'll put himself in a in a uh, incorrect position plenty of times. There's also some times where guys, uh, offensive linemen are getting to the second level, and instead of stacking, play either the left side or the right side of the offensive lineman. He guesses too much and then he puts himself completely out of the play. So he has some technical things to work on, but he's but in terms of his athleticism and some other uh, aspects mentality. So. He's, he's Darren Lee-ish. I'm not going to compare them you know, exactly to each other because I think player comparisons are a little bit overrated in my opinion because every single player is different. But in terms of has to develop mentally um, and, but has some interesting traits you know, in terms of athleticism, um, I think they, they are comparable in, in that way. Um, that yeah. was, yeah, that was going to be my, my next question, actually. The reason yeah. why I was asking about Cashman mm-hmm. is because uh, the Jets didn't pick up uh, Lee's uh, f- um, fifth-year option. Uh, uh, what do you think of position if he 
he stays with the team for the season. What is he going to play in Greg Williams' season uh, system? Um, um, Darren Lee, of course, I'm talking about. And, uh, um, what do you think of, of the possibility of them trading him away? Uh, well, the, the, the trading him away, uh, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a difficult position because I don't like to just trade guys away, okay? You're going to trade Durant, Darren or Darren, Darren Lee, whatever the frig Darren, Darren, whatever people yeah. say. Uh, I always get corrected. Um, but, you know, it, it, trading him away for a sixth-round pick, you know, a sixth-round pick is really nothing to me, to be completely honest. It's a shot in the dark, to be completely honest. I mean, we're past, like, the fourth round. It's kind of – you're just kind of taking shots. Um, so having linebacker depth, um, it's something that I think is important, but it kind of it's kind of you know muddied the waters a little bit with having a guy like Cashman because if Cashman's still there, then then where is Lee gonna? I mean, where is Cashman gonna play? He's gonna be the, he's gonna be a fourth inside linebacker the entire year and play on special teams. It's it's possible because he is you know a, a later round pick, so that might be his role until Lee is gone. But Lee, you're you're gonna want to the thing with Lee is you want to make him not he doesn't you don't want him to think a lot. If you're going to use him um, in this defense, just go get the quarterback. Um, in terms, there's multiple different ways, you know, obviously, uh, not off the edge versus tackle one-on-one. He's, he's not good enough to do that. Could he do it sometimes? Yeah. You know, maybe, especially with his speed, uh, a, a thing that Greg Williams likes to do is line up two guys wide or wider than five. So whether it be, you know, seven tech, nine tech, he likes to pull the tackles out of the tackle box basically, and then isolate the interior of the offensive line and, hmm. and run a, a ton of TT stunts and, and, and things like that in the middle to isolate them on an Island. Um, so can Lee be used that way? Yeah. Can he be used on a ton of different, you know, uh, you know, a double mug look or, you know, sugaring the A gap and peeling off in the coverage, which is something that he likes to do. Um, you know, can, I think he's actually a decent man defender. I don't think he's great in zone, even though he did make some nice plays in zone. He took some steps forward in that, in that area zone. You have to think a lot more than man. Um, obviously, man is much, you know, it, it's harder than people think, okay, it's easy to lock down. Somebody knows a lot of technical and thinking about that, but I think there's less thinking in man where you're guarding this guy, and that's all you have to think about. Then zone, where there's different guys coming to your zones. There's different, especially for linebackers. Zone coverage is not easy. A lot of a lot of systems attack the middle of defenses, either with mesh or levels type concept. Uh, I don't want him thinking. I think he's gonna blitz a lot. Blitz. Uh, he's gonna blitz off the edge sometimes. You see him peeling off, you know, the line of scrimmage, whether it be a gap, b gap, c gap, in, into coverage and try to, you know, confuse the quarterback. And I think he's gonna be using man coverage. So. Uh, that's kind of a lot of things that he's going to do, but you know, it's a 16 game season. Every game, I think the average is 130 snaps in the NFL. It could be up a little bit higher now because of some of the uh, hurry up offenses, but he's going to be used in, in a couple of different ways. But I think really it's basically to, to simplify it is they're not going to make him think a lot. And they're just going to take advantage of that athleticism that he has. Mm. Yep. That's, okay. that's awesome, man. Uh, Joe, um, like I, like I, I, I always say, man, uh, your information is, uh, Bar none, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I've I've been following you for a long time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. That was a, yeah, that was a yeah, blessing. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 No. No. No problem, guys. Listen. Um, if you guys ever want to have me back on for whatever, okay. Well, what do you think about this Jets game and why did they lose and what happened on that drive? Uh, feel more than free. Obviously, as you guys know, with all the film reviews and stuff I put out, you know, I'm not getting paid anything for this. I like talking football. So if you guys want to have me back on. Uh, you know, shoot me a uh, you know message or whatever, and I'll I'll be glad to come back on and, and answer any questions, talk about anything Jets. So, no, hey Joe, all right, awesome. listen before you go, thanks thanks again for for popping on for us. But uh, I'm gonna just ask for a quick question, a quick um, yeah, your early prediction for the early Super Bowl prediction this year. 
am I am I am I allowed to curse on this show or is that yeah yeah you can, go ahead so so okay yes yeah, so we're so we're, so we're at the game and you know nobody's yelling at us the Jets are kicking the you know kicking the crap out of the out of the Colts here and then I, nobody was saying anything to us and the only times we said something to us listen if you're winning another stadium the chances of you not getting food thrown at you is is very very minimal <laughs> I've been to plenty of stadiums you know I got hot dogs thrown at me in uh, in Arizona. Uh, I got I've had you know snowballs in Buffalo. I was there in 2015 for that game. Which oh is, wow, just <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. Yes, I remember um, that. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, with that game, I was I was wearing a, a pair of like Nike shoes that were like the wind went right through, and I was on oh. one pair, uh, wearing one pair of socks. But but it is what it is. So that was miserable. But. Um, the only, the only thing that somebody said to me in Indianapolis was like, I think it's like two older ladies. They were, they were like 60 and they turned around to us like, you win douchebag of the, of the game award or something like that. I was like, okay, like that's the worst. <laughs> I've with. Like, you know, I've, I've experienced so much worse. So, you know, the Colts would be great, but yeah, I think Colts Patriots, uh, you know, AFC championship game, uh, but I'm always going to bet on the Patriots if I, you know, it just is what it is. Oh, so Patriots, uh, now in the NFC, you're looking at, no, screw the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> Eagles, Eagles. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Carson Wentz came out with a, you know a lot of heat in his first you know two years, but he's been often injured quarterback, and now they don't have Foles to carry him to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not carrying. You know, obviously that's a joke, but I don't really think it's the Eagles. Uh, Saints, it, uh, man, Saints, and probably the Rams again. Uh, you might have a you honestly with what both teams are doing right now. You might have a rematch if I if I had to bet, and that's you know maybe that's the easy way out because. Um, they were both there, uh, both there last year. But I'm gonna say, you know, it's I'm, I'm actually gonna say uh, Saints Patriots this this year. Um, yeah, uh, obviously the Saints should have okay. won it last year. Listen, the Saints got screwed harder than than pretty much anybody yes. can possibly Definitely. get screwed. Yeah. Um, with that call, and it, it's funny. I was actually so I was talking to a financial advisor, and I don't know if you guys know who uh, I forget. Jimmy Jimmy Quirk. He's an NFL ref. He's actually one of the refs who plays really deep behind the defense. And he's a financial advisor, and I was talking to him about finances and what we should do with this because there's guys who are smarter than me out there with finances. Of course. And we were talking about that call, and they were talking about like how that was sent out to the league and what was discussed and all that stuff, and, and they really, really blew it um, with that one, not to make fun of my own last name, but they did blow it. So, uh, you know, it's um, – I'm going to pick the same because I think they deserve it. I think Drew Brees is one of the best guys, you know, uh, in the NFL, minus Quentin Williams. So yeah. They're they're going they're going. Uh, I, I'm rooting for them, so I'm gonna say Saints Patriots in a in a very long winded answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I, 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 mean, I want to I, I definitely like the the Saints pick. Uh, I saw something. I don't know if you caught uh, any any uh, tape on Chauncey uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, uh, the safety, and the, I think the Saints mm-hmm. got him. I I can't remember what ground it was that they got him for, but uh, apparently that they like people were really hiring him coming out. Like mm-hmm. One of those sleeper picks that that they that people think that's gonna blow up. I'm I'm pretty sure, and I could I could be wrong on this, but that's the there, it was like the fourth round or the fourth overall pick in the fourth round. I believe that's actually the pick that the Jets traded out of. Yes, uh, Gardner Johnson. I think so. so. Um, that was that was somebody that I that I wanted, and just you know, I, I guess we can keep talking a little bit, but uh, you're looking at the safe. That's another position we talked about a lot about. Uh, you know, center, and we talked a lot about you know, corner and some other things, maybe a wide receiver, but safety, I think is the other biggest need. Listen, Marcus may is, and for the people, if, if somebody tells you that Marcus may 
had just as good of a year. As, and I don't know if you guys have said this, so I'm going to apologize to you now. But if you think that Marcus <laughs> May had just as good as a rookie year as Jamal Adams, you're, you're, you're snorting crap. Because it just it does not. <laughs> oh, wow. That. So, no way. So, <laughs> wow. No, there was, there, was, there was a good time. And I don't know if one of you guys said it, but sorry to blow your, blow your spot up a little bit. But um, there, was, there was plenty of times where I'm watching on film, listen, you, you don't see a lot on broadcast. When you're watching on broadcast, you don't see half the game. Um, there was plenty of times in rookie Mar- Marcus May's rookie year, which was good, but there was there's at least five or six times where he was beat for a touchdown. A quarterback just missed the guy or didn't didn't see the mm. guy or overthrew him, underthrew him, whatever it may be. So, but I think Marcus May it could still be a solid safety. Obviously, he's a lot to prove. When he played last year, he was pretty solid, um, but he's also been injured. Now we talk about backups with a cornerback, wide receiver. Who is the third safety right now? There's mm. there's no there's literally nobody there's there. Nobody. Yep. There's, Mm. Who, and, oh, right. We have confidence in Brandon Bryant, who was drafted in the supplemental draft, I believe, by the Jets. Or, or do you have confidence in Rontez Miles, who who couldn't find his way out of a paper bag in coverage? You no, know? so it's mm. it's you know so that's that's another need for the Jets, and I would love Gardner Johnson there. There's also some other guys I'd like them in that fourth round now. Like in, in terms of talking about those picks too, you know, uh, Chuma Doga. There's some guys I would have rather had there. I think he's. I, I think the players are solid, but I would have rather see them make different picks, like. Um, you know, passing on Hakeem Butler there, who, Ooh. in my opinion, was, was better than DK Metcalf, in, in my personal opinion, uh, watching both of their of their film as much as I can get. And in the fourth round, passing on some guys like Julian Love, you know, uh, trading back and grabbing uh, Trayvon Wesco, who, who I like. Um, and that's definitely a position that just needed. But uh, there's some other guys there who I would have rather had earlier in that round. But uh, overall, I still like those players. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, man. Again, right. like, 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 thanks again. Said, thank you so much, man, for coming through. Um, uh, yeah, we will definitely um, have you back on, man. I was really good. That was really good yeah. of you to come on. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Uh, hit me up, and I'm sure I'll talk to you guys uh, plenty on Twitter. I, I see you guys a lot. I don't, I don't see. Uh, sorry, I forget all your names. So you have Charmin, you have Chris, and then you have Davin. Is that your name, Davin? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. I don't see I don't see Davin Law. I, I see I see uh, CP seven something whatever whatever Chris is. I see him yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I see I see Ch- Charm. I'll put my phone out for like five minutes and I'm like Charmin retweeted three thousand good tweets. Like, okay, cool. And then but 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 Davin. I don't see Davin. Um, I'm like, on the, like I, I checked. Yeah, I'm on the Jets. I checked fan the other day. Yeah, Just, I'm on the Jets fans podcast. That's fine. <laughs> no. I'm on the Jets tweeting Jets stuff and liking your stuff, but you like who the hell is this? <laughs> Uh, no, no, I got you. Know, I know you follow like I think you have like you follow like fourteen people. So I'm, I'm happy I'm one of those people. But uh, I listened to you guys the other day. I was like, oh, like I want to hear these guys talk. And I listened to one of your episodes. I believe I, I forget exactly. Maybe it was the one right after the draft. You know, let's see what they say about Quentin Williams. And I, I think you guys got to get out there more and uh, and promote the podcast. I, I think you're you're better than a lot of Jets podcasts out there. Oh man, I think you guys oh, that's yourself short by, you so much. Wow, by you, not. Man. So thank you, Joe. Yeah, so go out there, uh, promote your got your your got your. your you guys, Marks, I think it's a shame that I haven't heard about you guys at least yet because, you know, you know the other podcasters. There's, there's plenty of them. You have Turn on the Jets. You have Let's Talk Jets. You have Jet Nation Radio. You have yeah, CNC and all these guys, um, which, you know, to each their own. But uh, you guys have to get out there um, for sure. I'll, I'll help promote you guys a little bit, and then, uh, you know, hopefully I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm sure I'll oh, talk yeah, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, definitely talk you know, to Tell us me soon. to jump on whenever you guys want yeah, to. Yeah, you'll, you'll definitely Great, talk Thank to us soon. Uh, we, we definitely appreciate you. I'll make sure I get on my personal page more yeah. to, to show you some show you some, <laughs> some love, man. You know, but we really appreciate <laughs> no, it. If it wasn't for Charmin, we wouldn't know nothing about you. We wouldn't know about the film. We wouldn't know about nothing. So for us, we really appreciate that. That's, that's what makes our podcast better. So... Yeah. We, we really appreciate you joining us on this uh, episode, and we definitely are going to have you around very soon. 
All right, cool, guys. I'll uh, talk to you all soon. Thank all right, you. And, uh, y'all can follow us again on uh, Jets Fans Podcast. Uh, y'all can follow us on Jets Fans Podcast. Also, the group page is NY Jets Fans. And also, you can follow Joe Blewett on his Twitter as he comes with amazing film at JoeRB31. Yeah. Again, it's JoeRB31. Or you can check him out at TOJ Film Room on YouTube. Again, guys, yes, great podcast. Um, y'all, yeah. y'all hold y'all on weight. I was, I was the wingman. You know, I'm not nah, used to man, being that the wingman. Awesome. That I'm was not awesome, used to Devin. Being the wingman. You no, know? The, that was that was awesome. <laughs> so, man, definitely. Yeah, but but next time I got to say a little bit. Good I got to say a little bit more. But, yes. <laughs> nah, but it's mm-hmm. all good. But make sure y'all follow us on this two-hour episode. It's wow, amazing episode. Um. Please just follow us. We'll we'll make sure we'll promote ourselves too. And uh, as <laughs> always, jet up and take flight. Yes, sir. Jet, jet up, up guys. <laughs>